Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, internet? It is Wednesday. It's Friday. Are we releasing this on Friday? Yeah. March 30th. Are we releasing this on Friday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we were releasing it not on Friday. I thought I also was definitely not Friday. On Friday. Shit, no. I fucked up. Don't listen to me. I don't know shit, apparently. We were going to put this up so people would we'd be like, come to our panel. Yes, and people right. who downloaded it like on their way to PAX could hear that and be like, oh shit, there's a panel. I definitely so want to go to that. But if we release it on Friday, they're already at PAX. So it's Thursday. And they're going to be like, it might be yeah. Wednesday night. I don't know. No, it can't be Wednesday well, that's night because I still have the two people to rewatch it. Make call oh, okay. when we watch it still has to go up. Yeah, today. yeah. Today. today. Which is Wednesday. Hi, it's Thursday. Yes, thank you, Natalie. Hi, we just bomb the feeds. <laughs> boom, 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 dropping bombs on him. Wednesday is not the day it is. It's Thursday, March 28th. You are listening to Wake You're Point listening Radio. to this on a day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you Who might cares? not be listening to it on you a day. You could be listening to this what next it, week. It could be Tuesday. You, you could be listening, listening to this life. on yeah. your way into our PAX East panel at 1.30 in the Dragonfly Theater yeah. on yeah. Saturday at Boston, PAX East. 85% confidence in that de- declaration. You could be listening to this on the way to see your first child in 10 years oh. from when we recorded it. I'm going to paint you a word picture. It's been, you know, you're like, hey, uh, I had a baby. I'm going to go see that baby. They put it in a room after they took it from me. They're finally going to, like, wheel me over to it. I don't do walk over. After, after a woman has a baby, do you, after a person has a baby, do you, like, You got to get wheeled. Do you get wheeled to the baby? The baby gets brought Shit's to you. Shit's gone down. The baby gets brought to you. You don't get wheeled to the baby. They don't yeah, bring you, you to the you, nursery. Yeah, there's not you your AirPods in, in the hospital. AirPods in. Your fate is right. <laughs> And and you're listening to us because you're in the middle of a, a 10 year anniversary waypoint re-listen. You're like, oh, oh wow. I loved I loved hearing all those all my friends talk about video games 10 years ago. They've all gone on to so many bigger and better things by now. <laughs> it's me. Not I'm true. the baby. President Not Natalie true. Watson, you know, multi multi millionaire producer. One on uh, the artist. vaping platform. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Uh, Am I president in this yeah, movie? Yeah, you're the president. How yeah. oh the Eastern Wait. Seaboard Jewel Republic? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's the... Yeah. That's exactly. The, yeah. There's been a whole... It's a whole thing. We don't I've radicalized the Jewel company. <laughs> the Jewel, no, you radicalized the Jewel community. <laughs> oh, okay. You the grocery the company. Jewel. Yeah. God. And you're like, hey, I loved listening to them a decade ago. I wonder how the, their takes stand up. And you know, we say some stuff that in 10 years is definitely going to be problematic. We just couldn't ever imagine <laughs> how yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the core of who we are is still important to you. And then you lift up your baby and you go, I'm going to name this baby Waypoint. <laughs> I'm going to name this baby Sekiro. <laughs> I'm going to name that this baby. Yes, it's actually, Waypoint, that's a good name. Sekiro. 13 different Slack channels. That's not true. I'm now in. Uh, <laughs> there's a pr- There's been a problem. It's Two, There's three, been four, a new five, thing that's six, happened to seven, us. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 different Slack channels. I'm in now. Vice Jeez. rolled out a Slack for everybody. It's a big... So, we've been on Discord. Well, not for you. 
What do you mean listener. Well, yeah, not for the listener. <laughs> not for everybody. Except for the listeners who are in this room or f- who are in at Vice Editorial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout outs to I'm not saying Vice. this is- <laughs> it's not like a universalist Slack. We're no. like a Slack, like Vice World on a Slack for everybody. We are all Vice. Yeah. Uh, we, we're gamers here yeah. at Waypoint. So we've been on Discord and our own little private Discord space. And away then, from lurking eyes. Away from lurking eyes. Shout outs to the gamers. Shout outs to the gamers. Sorry, someone's calling There's a me. scene in the beginning of the se- second season of the OA where a guy's looking for gamers and he goes into a dark club <sighs> shouting, Gamers? Gamers, no, where are yeah, gamers? That's I've made been, up. I've been nope. seeing those. Nope. Dia shared those shots I will last send week. you the clip. I, will wow. send, I, was, I was in the process of recording that scene Ooh. when I got the Discord call, and I was like, damn, I'll finish this later. You should have <laughs> so weird is, that was our audience growth strategy for like five years. <laughs> hey, are gamers here? Are there gamers here? Please listen to us tell, talk about how bad games are. Uh, it didn't work. I don't know why. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, where I, they wrote out a big Slack, there are a billion people in it. I don't even want to know how many people are in just like the general channel now. At least a hundred. One hundred and thirty-four people. Holy what am shit. I supposed to do in a chat like that? Like a work chat like that? I mean, one hundred and thirty-four. Battle Royale. It is a battle yeah. royale. Hello. <laughs> where are we dropping? <laughs> uh, I'm so. I'm Where's the discourse dropping? Exactly. I don't know. I, there's a million different things here, and I just need to just ignore it and change it and not look at it. Um, speaking of battle royales, though, Rob, I interrupted you right. before before we started this podcast because you dipped your toes into Battlefield 5 Ring of Fire. Please, Ring of he dipped his fingies. Firestorm? Firestorm. 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 So I was thinking about how I thought that they would use Ring of Fire as the song for that trailer. Mm. And they but they didn't. didn't. But what they did didn't. they use? They used What did they use? It was a good song. Burning down the house, but they never but they never, never got to the drop. They never got to the drop. They never <laughs> did the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was supposed to, like, tantalize you, leave you yeah. wanting more. Mm-hmm. That whole commercial, you're like, ooh, like, wait for it. But to get that feeling, you've actually got to go play the game. The commercial's right. not going to satisfy well, so it. You've got to go into the game. Do you like it? Is it good? Pitch it to me. It's 64 people? Uh, yeah, and it's... The easiest way to put it, and this is really, like, it, it really depends on how you feel about Battlefield. It is a Battlefield Royale game. And... In ways that are fun and ways that are maybe a little bit disappointing. This does not feel like a brand new uh, Battle Royale game. It very much feels like a really polished mod for Battlefield Five mm. uh, in, in a lot of ways. You can play solo or squads. Uh, I've mostly been playing uh, solo because I don't have friends who play Battlefield Five on PC. <laughs> um, oh, I could do that yeah. now that I have a better PC that could actually run it right. Oh, be awesome! We should yeah. we should squat up. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there are some cool touches here that are very battlefield. Uh, for instance, instead of there being random like uh, you know crates being dropped, what you have are resupply points, and you see a little barrage balloon go up, and it's a little more of a control point mechanic. So if you get to the supply point, you then have to hold it. Uh, before you sort of get your loot and you get more advanced weapons uh, from from those positions uh, because what you're going to find in houses when you loot them early on are probably just like the common versions of weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know how well differentiated uh, common versus you know elite weapons are in battlefield is very much the um, you're, you're really sort of tying the weapon tiers back to what the uh, 
progression system feels like, right? Where you're getting slightly improved versions of standard weapon types. Mm-hmm. Uh, but presumably, I, I haven't noticed, I haven't figured out the loot distribution too well, but uh, if you find like a sniper rifle just somewhere on the map, chances are it's a pretty crude sniper rifle. So you probably want to like maybe take some chances to get better sniper rifles. Uh, you know, get that car 98 yeah, yeah, action yeah. going with the with the long range scope, because uh, otherwise, what you might get is a bolt action with like a two x scope, right? Uh, and that's you know, is that going to get the job done, Austin? I don't think so. I don't think it will. Not well. Neither of them are going to get the job done for me because I'm terrible at that game, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is. Honestly, the firestorm thing is kind of cool. It's goofy. It like it is goofy so that, as hell. Like you, you're, you're, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just pitch it to me. Basically, it is imagine like somebody uh, like poured gasoline in a giant circle all the way around like uh, <laughs> you know an area of the map and then lit it on fire. Man, fuck and the it's just like you know what the Nazi flames. Flame. These Nazi yeah. experiments are unbelievable. They're first they they try to build robots, then they try to I don't know, I saw a Wolfenstein trailer this morning. I, is this part of that? Is this do they also just start dropping big gasoline rings? It feels like it could be in that universe. Like it, it feels very Wolfenstein. Uh, in some ways, because like for like in when the when the uh, flame, the firewall is not advancing, the firestorm is not advancing. It's just like a low like uh, ring of fire. But when it is constricting, wow, what you see are these like towering walls of flame, like creeping ever closer. Uh, and, you know, it's Battlefield. This shit all looks really good. Right. right. Uh, this is a series that. You know, fire looks cool. Explosions <laughs> look cool in this series. So as you're sort of getting like as the as the field of play is like tightening, uh, and you start seeing these firewalls like creeping up over like you know mountains and hills and valleys and through 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 towns, it's it gets pretty like apocalyptic uh, during those phases, and it does also add an element of the fire is opaque, uh, so you can't see through it at all. No, and so you're frantically scanning, trying to see if anybody, because you can survive outside the fire. You can get back through the firewall and sort of rejoin. You and do that, but what you what you can't easily do is just sort of watch where you expect people are going to be trying to come in from, uh, because even if even if they are on the uh, you know safe side of the fire, it is such a massive amount of visual noise coming at you uh, right. that. It's just hard to see, and it makes a noise. Like, you hear, like, roaring flames and stuff. So it's it's a really cool system where you're kind of, during those phases, you're constantly just sort of, like, you know, blinking, trying to, like, see whether or not somebody's trying to sneak up on you, whether someone's sort of running with the flame wall. And mm-hmm. you're also trying to hear, like, was that an explosion or was that just, like, a cool whoosh <laughs> sound effect? Uh, I don't really know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the the other thing I, w- I would say is that, at least in my uh, early playthroughs, ammo supply feels tighter here. Uh, this does not mm. feel like a game where you're super encouraged to like do that PUBG thing. Pray. Yeah. yeah, where you just like get an arsenal together and then go camp out somewhere and try to hold out because mm-hmm. chances are you can't sustain like a long firefight with the uh with the amount of loot you're able to carry 
so you're going you're probably going to uh, you're probably going to have to either you know switch weapons or start scavenging around but you're probably not going to be able to just scoop up enough stuff off the ground that you can the, can then you go know, camp out and uh, you know be good to good to go so you're encouraged to get into more firefights more often and loot people sorry go ahead you answer that and I'm gonna describe a video I just watched yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the idea, but here's the other thing. The game is also pretty fast-paced, which I, which I like. Like this thing, this thing moves. This is not a leisurely paced game. You are going to get through around pretty quickly. So, the ammo supply is constrained, and if you get in like multiple engagements, you probably are going to run into ammo supply problems. Ooh. But the player count is dropping fast enough that how many fights are you really going to get in? That's the other thing. It feels like they tuned it, but then just the overall game design mode also kind of maybe obviates the need for huge stocks of ammunition. So I've been watching gameplay of it because I was like, well, what's the fire really look like? Is it bright? Is it like, like, is it painful to look at? You know, can you see it on the horizon for miles? You can, you can see it on the horizon all around the map. It actually looks really cool. The video I'm watching is of someone like crossing this bridge, this like small bridge, um, with like uh, it almost looks like a dam now that I'm looking at it more than a bridge. Uh, I think it is a dam actually. Um, and uh, they keep like turning back to look as the fire encroaches. And they're like looking back to be like, and and this is me. I'm like, well, are are they doing the thing Rob was just saying? Are they afraid someone's gonna pop through the fire behind them and shoot them in the back? And then eventually an icon shows up, and the icon is like a teammate. It's like a little green icon to be like, oh, it's a teammate. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're looking back to see if their friend shows up. Like, I guess that's what's happening. And then suddenly the uh, a vehicle, like an armored personnel car- carrier, like pushes through the flames. It's actually this really dope moment for a split second because you're like, wow, like the friend is gonna show up in the APC. They're all gonna get on the the, the carrier and they're gonna drive away across this dam to safety and then the apc hits one of those uh like the tank blocker what are those called do you know what those are actually? dragon's teeth uh, short wow great name huh. sick name dragons hits Hell one yeah. of these dragon's teeth and just goes careening over the side of the dam into the fire and onto the ground and it explodes and that's what i want from all of my my uh battle royales honestly it's like <laughs> those sorts of goofy ass Fucked up moments. Oh, wow, wait, he didn't explode. He just popped up over a hill like a mile away. Fantastic. That's what I want. Those are the moments. And those are already Battlefield moments, right? That's already the sort of bullshit that comes out of playing Battlefield as it is. And so I'm happy to hear that, like, some of that vibe is still there, even if it's blended with this other thing. Um, These vehicles? Yeah. Go on. Yeah? What about them? Are very cool. Mm-hmm. There is a tractor. <laughs> With a fucking turret on the back? Hell yeah. <laughs> that is cool. That is very cool. Uh-huh. That's the Panzer Mark I. Uh, it was very simple, simple machine. No, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, wow, he should have gone he 10 steps further on that one. Yeah. Uh, also, they got autogyros, uh, which are, they look like helicopters. Uh-huh. They are not like helicopters and have completely different flight characteristics, just so you know. Hmm. But uh, they are like, like what if, uh, you know, a lawnmower was a helicopter is kind of how it looks. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, and and, they're, and th- this is their thing. They're noisy as hell. Like the tutorial video even tells you this, but you really feel it when you're in the game. The thing about the vehicles is that they give you a lot of mobility. Some of them give you, you know, speed and firepower that you wouldn't otherwise have. The problem is they are also they completely give away your location. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear these things for you know what, what sounds like miles, 
Uh, and so that is kind of the trade-off. I think the the thing that I, I maybe like the most about this, and when I said it feels like, you know, it's a Battlefield Royale. I think a lot, like all of us have had that experience in Battlefield where sometimes you just kind of want to post up and be like a support gunner, right? Like you're, you don't want to be like rushing the objective every time. And like, you, you know, you kind of want to be like hanging back, spotting targets, uh, you know, laying down, you know, cover fire, helping out the team and just, you know, finding a good position and maybe engaging like these like games of cat and mouse uh, out in the open field. I think Battlefield 5, and this is one of my frustrations was really focused on uh, focusing the action and compressing the action, both in terms yeah. of time and geographic area. Constantly uh, clashing, point- constantly fighting, constantly just like batting up against the front line in a way where you could not really hang back on a lot of those maps. Yeah, and playing this in some ways feels also like a bit of a concession to those Battlefield players who have been missing that older experience mm. of maybe hanging back a little bit, maybe just taking in the views, uh, enjoying the wide open spaces, uh, and, you know, staring down a gun site at a, you know, huge river valley to see if anyone's moving Rob, down there. I'm ne- I, I thought, I thought I wanted to be on your side in the war, but now the more I think about it, I'm a little afraid that we're going to be all like in the trenches and you're going to be back with binoculars. Just like, yeah, it looks, we looks great from back here. <laughs> What a view. What a skybox. Uh, well, I, you know, the thing is, um, I think the experience of going to war with me, Austin, is you would be in Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. And I would be in the Thin Red Line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. I'd just be like, what These are we birds. doing here? Yeah. Uh-huh. What is, just like, just me standing in a river, just like watching the water flow and like <laughs> listening to the leaves rustle and God. like distant gunfire. And I'm just like. Man, what does all this mean? And meanwhile, you're screaming for support into a radio, uh-huh. uh, which I have let fall into the stream a hundred yards behind. And, Technology uh, let us pan. here, you know. Let yeah. it all, let it we all go. Pan over to the radio. Your voice is fading out. Rob? The sound of explosions Rob? and Rob, then where are water you? and sky, and uh, then a cloud as the focus dissolves. Love it. Love it. Great. Whew. Well, it sounds neat. I'm going to check it out. Probably not until after PAX at this point, but uh, I will definitely play some of that with you. Um, the thing that has been, I think, probably consuming most of our time in this room, except for you, Rob, is we've all been playing a lot more Sekiro. Sekiro. I can't ever do the LR thing. I can never do like the, that R sound. Sekiro. Yeah, Sekiro. I can't roll my Sekiro. R's. Sekiro. That's right. No, You're both not. right. I can't do it. I took a year of Japanese. Not going to happen. do it. <laughs> um, anyway, which is, in other words, I know I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but uh, Wolf, what is it? What's it actually mean? One armed wolf, shadows die twice, uh, <laughs> has bet. been consuming my time. I think also a lot of yours. I wrapped it up last night. Wow. Damn. Beat the final boss. Congratulations. In a way, this felt so good. Woo. Thank you. Thank you, Gamer Nation, for rising up behind me. I knew I could do I it. I salute you. Thank you. I salute you. I salute everyone who's still playing because I know that I feel like I'm seeing everyone go through a very similar arc. And Patrick, you actually kind of wrote about this, which is, and I think it happens for everybody at a slightly different point, but there's like a moment where you're like, oh, I get it. 
this is what I I've been taught the skills I need to begin applying it to broader fights. If you haven't listened to the the episode we did last week just on Sekiro, maybe go back and listen to that because that's like a great entry point to what all of our initial impressions were. Um, but now that everyone's had time with it, I'm curious where everyone is at and, and whether or not Patrick experienced. Patrick, you can kind of set that up by explaining what that piece was that you wrote. A well, yeah. So the the podcast is, or did we is wrap a, sort of a prequel. Yeah. yeah, it's a prequel to the article I wrote because one of the things we talked about was. Um, different way, like the discovery of different ways to approach bosses yeah. and uh, or mini bosses or just, you know, sort of tactics and in, in combat in general. And one of those was this Shinobi Hunter, which are sort of like a sort of a legion of, of different types of different shades of fighter you will come across that act as a mini boss. Um, and uh, you did it the proper way, which is you, there's this, there's a counter where you, you know, step on his spear and it takes a bunch of posture away. Um, I didn't do that. I couldn't get the timing down. And so I just spammed, uh, shurikens and cheesed him. I, I did a very kind of common Dark Souls tactic to just get past this, uh, fighter and move on my way. And then the, the piece I wrote, um, for earlier this week, um, which <laughs> I guess unsurprising had a, 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 a lot of resonance with people, both in the, uh, the enemy I was talking about and just the general feeling of playing Sekiro is that um, at Sekiro in various ways has enemies that are designed around specific, sometimes tactics, sometimes just a certain move set, sometimes a certain expectation of what the player should do. And it's not as simple as insert Y tactic and then boom, like the fight is, is one. It's more that that is sort of a concentrated factor. And for, for this one, um, this guy up on a hill, general something, something, who knows, um, seven spears, I think is actually, now that mm. I'm uh, remembering, I think is that's the one. And he is all about that counter. It is the counter where you get the kanji up on yeah, the, the screen and you're supposed to Mikiri. hold Mikiri forward. counter. Yeah, yeah. And and your, uh, Miku counter. I don't think it's that. I don't the think Mitsuki it's, counter. I, I, I don't mind the Mitsuki counter. <laughs> the that Mickey album, counter. It's definitely not the Mickey counter. It's the it's the Makiri counter. The Mickey. Isn't it Mickey? Mickey. Yeah. Mikiri. Anyway, Mikiri. you step on. Someone stabs at you. So yeah, there's perilous attacks. Red kanji appears on screen. It's a thrust attack. And it's specifically this is a of the perilous attacks. This is a thrust attack. It can be. A leg. A leg. It could be a sword. It could be a spear. It could be two swords. Whatever's coming at you, you go like, nah, I'm going to step on that. Two I'm going to pin that to the ground. Uh, and then I got you. And <laughs> it's, except for, I mean, that guy actually throws you off a little bit when you do it sometimes. He has certain thrusts where he, I see has so much momentum that you still do the posture damage to him. But his response is to be like, flip, and you kind of back off a little bit on, like, he'll follow up way quicker than most other enemies will. So you yes. really still have yeah. to be on your shit. And, and what I found was uh, I just kept coming back to this guy for hours, one hour, two hour, three hours. Um, and, and it can be sort of you can have a fatalist attitude in Dark Souls where you really should just take a break, go do something else, come back. And I think Sekiro, Bloodborne moved in this direction, but Sekiro really embraces it of just like, yo, remember you have like seven different paths you could be going down right yeah. now. You don't yep. have to do this. You might go find a, a, a shinobi technique. You might level up and get a skill that like is really useful. You might find that fourth prayer bead that you need to get some more health. Maybe you'll beat a boss and do more attack. But this one was so clearly, look, you just need, if you can do this, yeah. like this thing, it's going to, and what I recognized was that this enemy was revealing a weakness of mine in that, if I don't master, if I can't beat this guy, all I'm doing is just creating 
more trouble for myself down the road. And so, like, I laughed because people have found an exploit where he, uh, there's a set of stairs right behind him. And if you, it, you can, like, fall off of most ledges in uh, Sekiro and hang tight, and you can kind of slash at people's legs. And you can just hang off of this these stairs and just slash at his Cheese legs. Him, yeah. And it's, you know what, like, look, you take the win where it comes sometimes. Like, I had a, a fight last night where I did these really difficult counters involving some lightning that I absolutely did not mean to do, uh-huh. but gave the guy enough yep. uh, uh, stagger that I got through the fight. Now, did I win that fight? Absolutely. Did I win-win that fight? <laughs> ah, could I repeat it? Mm. But here's the thing, um, the thing that's wild about this game is I bet that was still a learning experience for you because let me yeah. tell you, that's not lightning isn't over after that fight. Right, and right. the next time you're gonna be like, what the fuck did I do last time? Did I did I do this? And like, oh wow, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Cool. Right. I can do that now. Though I do get what you're saying. You did you do sometimes you don't earn it, you know, in that traditional sense. And I think that's But fine. I didn't. I didn't. I just found like an opening, like swung that axe and like well, <laughs> give me that little good. red dot and and kill him. Um, but when I when I finally did sort of like spend this three to four hours really internalizing this, you know, th- this thrust counter, now I get it. Now I can do it all the time. Right. Now anytime I see it, I am just boom, boom, boom. And I love it, it is so incredibly useful. I feel like I've leveled up in a sense that is different than just like stats going up, um, which I think is that, that story I think encompasses that was my experience. But I bet you have all sorts of minor versions yes. of that along the way. And so I'm curious for Kato and Natalie, like, would have been your versions of that or just other stories as you've uh, – because like, I know, Natalie, you've been having uh, a lot – you finally did it. But you've been having a lot of trouble with that Shinobi that I actually just cheesed my way around. Uh, yeah, I finally beat him. Nice work. Um, Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, such a positive environment. We're here. We're here I to support each this. other. We know how hard it is. Yeah. We know yeah. <laughs> we know how hard it is out there to be a shinobi. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I uh, was playing over the weekend, and I quickly uh, figured out that everyone was, even people who had started like the day it came out, were quickly advancing way past me and it was making me very sad um, because (laughs) I was like still at sort of uh, two early mini bosses and I was just like very down on myself and felt like oh everyone's gonna beat the game in a week and I'm gonna be still here like trying to fight the shinobi hunter Um, but I did what Austin wisely told me to do which was go to Hanbei and just practice the Makiri counter as many times as you can until it feels supernatural. And then I got it down, and I no-hit won that fight. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's the best feeling. (laughs) Getting the no-hit after, like, being just, like, being beaten to shit by a boss, and then going in, and, like, this never happened to me in Dark Souls, really. Like, unless it was a boss that I don't think was even that good good of a design where I got no hit. Also, the, the gameplay th- doesn't really lend itself no. to dominance in the same way that Sekiro, because Se- like Sekiro allows you to dominate an opponent in a way that Dark Souls, you always have to back off or like yes. there are certain things that you just have to do yeah. that Sekiro allows you to the, push 
past if you're aggressive enough. Many of my favorite Sekiro fights include owning the defense. It's like one of those things that, you know, the, there's that famous, like, the best offense is a good defense. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the, one of the few games that f makes me feel that that is true. Yeah. Because it, it very clearly mechanizes what a good defense means, and mm -hmm. it means throwing your opponent off their game. Um, here's, like, a really wild end game thing that I realized I was doing. So... You know, you hold down R1, you'll do a thrust, yeah. right? You'll do like a heavy thrust. Have you noticed that bosses parry that? Hmm. So bosses almost always parry that unless they are already thrown off. So if you parry them and they're like, whoa, I'm staggered, or if they finish a combo chain and are staggered and you can thrust at them, you'll do damage. Great. But if you do if you do it just like when they're in standard mode, mm -hmm. they will parry that. And here's the thing. When they parry you, they will then attack you, which means they're predictable. And so by the end of the game, I'm like throwing – you can see this if you watch some of my endgame videos – my Endgame videos. What the fuck am I talking about? Some of them, welcome I, to I, my YouTube channel, to my YouTube Endgame videos. Yeah, exactly. I put up like a handful of boss fights that I did. I only put that. up final boss fights. <laughs> That's your Endgame videos. But I was actively trying to be parried so I would force them into an attack string so I could parry them back. Right? Mm. And like, and that was just, I didn't even realize I was doing it until I went back and watched some of those videos. I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing here. Is like trying to get them to hit me. Like, stop, stop trying to hit me and hit me. Do it. Yeah. And that's like, so much of this game ends up being about learning, not only learning tells, but trying to lead them into certain types of attack patterns or like mm -hmm. the feeling of like, they're going to thrust their fucking spear at me. Good. Like, I can't, yeah. I cannot wait that's until a, you thrust your spear. Now, see, now like, I want that because the yes. other counters I find. I like I'm like th I'm always too ready for that. So I see it and I'm like, cool, step forward. And it's like, nope, it's a sweep. Fuck that <laughs> one up. Should have jumped on his damn head. It's yeah. so good. Um, like I and I actually had a similar experience to you, but I, I recognized it earlier in like the the fight that I just did. Um, which you know, I, I, you, know you, you you eventually re meet the guy who fucks with you at the beginning yeah. of the game, and it's like a, a a mid game sort of like test of like what you've learned. And um, with that guy, like I realized like, oh. If I just do what you were saying, like tap twice, like R1, R1, then he, then yes. it, predictably he equip and like I can either parry that or if I'm fast enough, I can get around and get a real hit in. Yes. And so the game, it becomes R1, R1, L1, R1, R1, L1, or like whatever the pattern he goes into. But I was like, I, I went from, I don't know how I'm going to get through this fucking fight. I'm just getting my ass kicked to, oh, I'm just pressing my advantage over and over where I'm getting to another phase within like, a minute yeah. because I'm able to just like throw him into a wall and then he is just backing into yes. the wall He's with nothing to do. <laughs> that feeling of like I have him or like I – they there is – because of the way in which there's such a back and forth normally, yeah. when you really have control of a fight in Sekiro and it's like going your way, there is still the clashing of swords. There is still the like I'm engaging and they're engaging at the same time. That stuff is also happening. But – I've n I very rarely, even when I do perfect a boss in Dark Souls, or I have it completely down, or something, and I'm like, boy, I just n I just nailed it. In this, that fight specifically, by the end of it, you're just like, I have you outclassed. Put down your sword. Yeah, you can't do this. You, shh, shh, it's okay. Just go. You have to resort to cheating to beat me. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So, which sorry. fair? I'm resurrecting from the dead. So, so you know. yeah. 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 Five of yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Kato, sorry. What was your? I stepped on your example of that same type of thing that Patrick did the like here's the moment that I've learned that I've made it I've, I've learned is, some key lesson yeah mine is really different and it's has to do with the stealth in this game where I was at a mini boss that has a bunch of enemies and 
I like kept having trouble because the enemies fucking swarm me and um I just can't handle that many things at the same time. But uh what I learned was that there's paths, there's b- basically it's okay to run away from an area and you wait like 10 20 seconds and everything un like they stop chasing you after a certain point. And it like at first felt cheap in a way but then i was like no i'm a ninja Mm -hmm. like the point is that i'm supposed to like hit and run like you're (laughs) supposed to like get in get what you can get out and then like because otherwise if you if you know you can't take the fight there's no there's no reason there's no reason to try to take it um so it was this great moment of just like being able to like figure out a good path to like get most of the enemies run away and then realizing oh it feels designed because there's this other path that I wasn't available to me before because of the sight lines of the enemies right. I had killed before, where now I can seek up on those and get easy kills. Yeah. And now I've cleared everything and it's just the mini boss. And then you're going to fucking, then, at least, then I'm good. You're going to stealth kill the mini boss at least once. Yes, one at least once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do that the whole game. Like for yes. me, I never stopped doing that. And instead, what the game ends up doing is. Eventually, I know, Patrick, you just hit this point. It gives you rewards for getting stealth kills in terms yeah. of, not just in terms of, um, like, loot or whatever, but you eventually get an ability that you can do. You get a, a so type cool. of ability. It's so fucking cool. When you, when you backstab somebody. Um, that cha- that there's a, and there's more than that one, Patrick. So just fucking wait. Yeah, I bet. It's yeah. sick. <laughs> this game is like that's the thing. That like, I don't even want to spoil what it is no, because when either. I, like, reading the technique that unlocks, I just went, shut the fuck. Fuck up, uh-huh. and then the first time you do it, repeated that back yeah. as it as it occurred. Because yeah. it completely so transforms many. this kind of stuff you're talking about, Kato, like where you then look back on scenarios and go, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. totally. There is, um, this game is just felt, so I wrapped it again last night. I think I beat all the side bosses except for, I beat all the bosses except for a handful of this one type of enemy that I didn't like fighting that ends up being kind of scattered in the game towards the end. It's kind of like Oh, a, I think I know the ones you're yeah. talking about. And I mean, you, Do those even give you like particularly good drops? Yes, yes. Let me oh, tell you, the first mm, one that you see, okay. so there's an enemy type that you Oh, you see. got two prayer beads from one, right? So one, no. So I got those from, expl- mm, no. They, so... Oh, there's an enemy type that shows up early on, and you're like, "This, nope, I'm good. I don't want to fight this." <laughs> I know what it's this one is. of the first yep. things that you see. That's like, this isn't just a person. Like I'm used to fighting a person, mm-hmm. and the difference between most of these are like, that one has a spear, that one has a sword, and you see this one, and he has a sword, but he's also he's headless. He he's stuff. missing his fucking head. He's a ghost man with that head missing, and they drop good shit. Um, or they there is a they drop a, a version of a thing they drop something that is like oh uh, they drop a permanent version of a consumable is okay. what they that they do it's like a cons- it's like a buff uh, and I, I think each one mm. I think each one drops a version a different consumable like a permanent consumable right oh, wow. so it's like a buff that you would normally use and have to spend a consumable item on that now you get to just like it spends you know spirit energy or whatever the fuck that the, spirit charms right mm-hmm. so like, wow that's yeah emblems spirit emblems and that's like it's great like it's so so it's a the one that i have is the power one is like you just do more damage one mm. so it's super oh, shit that's yeah nice. dude so yeah. it's like boop do the like the pose do the prayer right before any boss fight spend one spirit emblem. it's short you only get it for like 20 seconds versus like the 40 but you might be able to get through a full phase a hundred percent really quickly yes especially yeah. against someone you know the is boss the animation fast enough that after 
a death blow, for example, on a boss. Yes, 100%. Like, yes. You boom, like refresh That's for the exactly second phase. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, so totally. So it's like you get that first death blow. You're like, all right, let me like power up for the second phase or whatever. Um, oh, wait, it's not just once per like no, rest? No, it, like to, it just uh, spends spirit emblems. Yeah. Shit. It's good. So it's it's really worth fighting that first headless. But eventually, and I'm not going to explain, because like I've already spoiled that little bit, because I don't feel too bad because it's fairly early on. We're, we're a weekend or whatever. We're not even a weekend, are we? We're going to be about a weekend by the time this goes live. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, eventually, there, so there's more of them, that type of enemy, that kind of apparition-style enemy. There's a couple of weird, you know, sp- supernatural things in this game that are great. Uh, there's more than a couple, but in the first, you know, third. Um, and... Eventually, you end up having to fight them in ways that are not your traditional fighting mode. Sekiro ends up – Sekiro unfolds so many things over and over and over again. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for people to keep hitting these moments that I'm just going to shut the fuck up. But <laughs> you end up fighting them in ways that are like, oh, this isn't fun for me to fight them like this. Mm. And as cool as those rewards are, I just don't have it in me to like – Beat your head against. To beat my head against it. Yeah. It's not even beating my head against it. I, I suspect I could win in 15 minutes. I just don't want to. I just yeah. don't care enough to learn those fights because it's not the way. Is those that f- like a, a skill that you're going to take forward? That's exactly it. It's like this is the only example of the style of fighting in the game, basically, outside of a few other things, and it's not that necessary. Yeah. Whereas every other fight to me felt feels like it's part of a curriculum that's teaching me something about the game and the world. That's very much where I'm at right now with uh, this mini boss. It's completely optional. Um, that uh, I was talking about last night in Sekiro Squad. Which one is it? The. Oh no! You have to learn how to fight those. You have to learn how to fight those. That's what I'm saying. Is oh, that oh, oh. like okay? In the to, to the latter thing that you were saying, in which that yes. I know I can cheese this boss. Yes, gotcha. Like, and it's kind of it's what you were saying earlier, Patrick. Is like I know as someone who is bad at these games and it takes a lot for me to get okay at them and be able to progress. Like cheesing is something that is attractive to me, but always feels like kind of disingenuous to playing, not playing the game itself, but to, for me specifically in being, in getting better and learning things and internalizing like fight patterns and fight styles and, and different combat, um, scenarios and stuff like that so i'm at an optional boss right now Mm -hmm. where i know i can cheese them but i after getting the makiri counter down i like this is the thing that fucks with my head Uh is that i know how to beat bosses Mm -hmm. like i'm at i have kind of i have two paths right now I have multiple paths, but I have two where I'm at, like, a boss that I can... I have, like, two bosses in my life that I can fight. Um, Joel and Austin. Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I have these two bosses, and I know how to beat them both, but I... And what's just infuriating to me is not being able to just, like, see that through and just beat them both because I'm like, okay, I know what counter to use. I know what shinobi prosthetic tool Mm -hmm. to use. I know how they're going to attack and I'm just getting my fucking ass beat. Yep. (laughs) But I will say that I've had enough moments of having those kind of like, I know how to beat this and then just doing it that I feel like there is possibility for me. You're through the first, like, you've gotten your first attack upgrade. 
right? You beat yes, your first I got true my... ball, like real ball, story balls. I'll say story no. balls. No. Wait. Did no. you not beat the? I meant to go back, but you didn't I beat that. No, because I got oh. so focused on, on on the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Gotcha. On gotcha. Leg Man. A lot leg of good man. motions happening. A lot yeah. of good motions happening here <laughs> in the podcast studio to avoid spoilers. Uh, I made a giddy up motion. I don't know what that giddy could up, be. Giddy up, giddy up. God damn it. Shout I out Casey Musgraves. I know, I shouldn't have said it. I knew you were going to. Uh. I can't believe you're standing oh, Casey Musgraves the, the, now. The perfect Austin counter. Uh, yeah, exactly. 100%. You saw, you saw the red kanji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Caught me with the Casey Musgraves counter, the Musgraves counter. Oh, yeah. That's what it's called. Of course. God, the um, the, uh, the thing that you just you hit on there for me just now is the the biggest thing is that I one of the things that I I keep writing down is like why is it that I so I I will say right now this is the most I've liked a FromSoft game since Dark Souls two I think I probably like it more this might be my favorite of their of their games at this point well mm-hmm. let me give it some distance think about it but like I. I'm so upset that it's over for me. Like, I don't want to play New Game Plus probably because I don't want to have to – I don't want to get to a point where I'm, like, stuck in the early New Game Plus and they release DLC in two months. And it's like, well, you have to get past the castle to get to the DLC, which, like, is the sort of shit that happens sometimes in in FromSoft games. Mm. Uh, My hope is that they won't. My hope is it'll be like, there's a new statue to pray at in the the dilapidated temple. They've gotten away from that. I know, but I don't want to fuck myself up. Also – No, I – know. I yeah, because I I made that mistake in Bloodborne – I beat Bloodborne, Mm -hmm. and then the DLC came out. I had to review it for Kotaku, and the distance, I was like, well, I'll just see if I can do it in New Game Plus. And you could, it's just, so the difference between Sekiro and previous From games is that you could account for, like, the artificial difficulty bump that the game is putting in by just grinding out levels. Like, just get your stats up, right? Um, Even though the game soft caps at a certain point where you're not actually getting meaningful differences, even if the number is directly Mm -hmm. going up. But you could could account for it, and then I was able to sort of normalize the enemies. Um, You wouldn't be able to do that in Sekiro um, to the same... Degree, right? Um, Though but, yeah, maybe that would actually make it fine I think they for can... me, right? Which is that, like, sure. maybe at that point I'd be golden because it would just be like, fuck it. Like I know how to parry now. Mm-hmm. These guys just take one death blow. I just have to get their posture down. Fuck it. Maybe I can do that. I don't know. We'll see. the The thing that you hit at though, Natalie, that that st- that hits that like, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, resonated with me was you were like, here's what I know about these bosses. I know what tools to use. I know, you know, how to, what their attacks are. I just have to execute on it. Part of that is why it's resonating with me. The the game is resonating with me so well is that when I think about playing Dark Souls, when I think about playing, um, what's the other, um, that, what is that beep? It stopped. We're good. We're good. There was a beep. I was throwing me off. That was my true Makira counter. I was like, (laughs) Any just constant beeping sound. Um, the when I'm playing Bloodborne, when I'm playing Dark Souls, and I'm fighting a boss, or I'm fighting a uh, even fighting a hunter in Bloodborne, right? Which I think is probably the closest thing to the Shinobi hunters in this, in terms of it feeling like wow, they have like similar move style to yeah. me, blah blah blah. The thing that I'm focused on there is like, what are their attacks? Where is it safe for me to move in? Is there an item, a buff I need to use to make this fight go quickly? But I'm not. I'm just trying to get enough damage in before they get enough damage in to kill me. That yeah. is like it. Yeah. In Sekiro, and this, and to some degree, I'm sure that's me. I'm sure like high level Bloodborne players are maybe thinking about other stuff. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about like iframes and dodges and stuff like that too. Like, where is it safe to dodge? But that's kind of it. In in Sekiro, I'm thinking like, what are the animations and attacks? Where are the safe places to dodge? All that stuff, right? Like how. But I'm also thinking like, how much posture damage do each of their attacks do? 
right? Like I'm thinking how – like their different attacks will do different things, right? So mm-hmm. if someone does like a huge overhand slam, that does so much posture damage that's different than a quick jab, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about how much posture damage my attacks do to them. Uh, I'm thinking about what the rhythms of their attacks are so that I know is this a flurry where I can parry five hits in a row, which, by the way, consecutive parries do more posture damage. So if someone is swinging on you, that is the best thing for you. If someone's like, ba, 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 they are fucking themselves over because if you can parry all five of those, that fifth parry does more posture damage than that first parry does. Oh, damn. So like, you want strings of parries. Yeah. Um, the And so like, I'm thinking about that stuff. I'm thinking about... Are they the enemy type that – so like every enemy's posture comes back slower when you've done dam- done a lot of damage to them. Like they've hurt their vitality a lot. But different enemies seem like – I think that this is true, that that happens differently for – depending on what type of enemy they are, right? So like someone who's like a big burly like attack enemy, who like their, their posture just will not – fucking drop until you get their health all the way down right. like very low whereas other enemies you could drop their posture very quickly just by deflecting mm-hmm. and like so I'm learning that about the different enemy types the different bosses uh, I'm thinking about which which tools are worth using are they immune to fire are they immune to to uh, are they are they apparitions do I have to use divine confetti or whatever like do I have to can do they how do they respond to firecrackers versus how do they respond to shuriken can I knock them out of the air with shuriken how do all of my skills interact because instead of putting points into just stats and this is one of the best surprises for me was the end game. By the end game, I know who my Sekiro is. I'm so curious when you're all done to compare like skill trees mm-hmm. because from talking to other players and like the Waypoint Discord and some other fan groups mm-hmm. uh, that I'm in, like people have different builds. People straight up by the end of it, you have like five skill trees. People have built out different characters and other players are doing shit that I just never even thought about doing or never did at all. And that's really fucking cool. Like it's really neat that they have like so there's a there's a skill that you get at some point that is like a jumping death blow kill. That, like, if someone is jumping, you can jump at them and just kill them in the air. Holy <laughs> Which is fucking shit. That's tight. Right. <laughs> and I didn't get that until very late in the game. And there's all these fights that I'm like, well, fuck. If I had had that earlier, I could have used that against these ninja motherfuckers and just ended them anytime they tried to jump at me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't mm-hmm. have that. But Damn. other players did. And so, but instead, I had this really good, like, overhead slash where I did just, like, a ton of posture damage. It's almost like the axe strike, but without spending any... Uh, any spirit emblems, right? So it's like all of that stuff is what I'm thinking about when I'm fighting a Sekiro boss. And that is what makes me so engaged with it and so much like it feels improvisational. It feels like uh, people have talked about it as being a rhythm game. Uh, I think uh, Vata, what, Vata Vidya, is that his name? What's yeah. his? Uh, Vati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, put out a, a really good, like, here's 20 things you might not know about about Sekiro. And one of the th- points that he tries to make is, like, it feels like a rhythm game at a certain point because you're, there is, just like Rock Band, there is, like, a lane, like a, a, a note highway, except that note highway is incoming attacks. Yeah. And you're hitting L1 to try to time it with perfect with perfection. And it's about reading what those are going to be and it's like a little more free form than that but it's like and so all of that stuff is what combines to make this so stand out for me and and literally just to keep me focused and engaged um and and i'd say the other thing for me that is just like the the kind of the two tips for me or the two like things that made this work so well for me which is just the truth of it is like did it work for me yes like it just worked for me is it supports the style of play i like to bring to these games which is i get to a set of bosses and i 
I tweeted this last night. Like, I don't play to win at first. I play around. I just like, hey, what's going on in this fight? Let me hold down L1. Let me put up my sh- my sword because you can be super defensive in this game. That's the other thing is like you don't have a shield, but that sword blocks anything. Yeah. yeah. You hold down L1 with rare example, like only a handful of things can literally pierce through your, your defense and you, you come to know what those are pretty quick. Um, also, your posture comes back way faster when your sword is up, when mm-hmm. you're defending. So if you're like – if you have high health and you – and your posture bar is almost filled, step back, hold down L1 and watch it just shrink. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, so that that's part of it is like I can just like relax and like learn a fight and not try to win it and it doesn't cost me that much as long as I know that going into it. I can like buy all the money bags I want. I can buy all the spirit items I want. I make sure all my skill points are spent so I'm yeah. not like – wasting anything. Or you don't even just, lose skill points. You just right. lose, progress, lose progress towards the next one. So if right. you're almost to the next one, just like, you know, go, go yes. kill a few enemies. Yes. You know, grind out that last skill point, get to another solid yep. even number and then, and then go after go, the boss as much the as you want. And, like, and for me, just like go in there, put up that sword, learn their stuff, play around. And the other half of it is, it is, gets to what Patrick was saying, which is the like, you are getting better at this and it is, you are getting better than it, at it. And I know that's like a classic thing that video games do you go it's like oh wow good video games are about you your skill level going up not just numbers on the screen going up but there's a um too mellow friend of the site mod uh, and and musician too mellow tweeted the other day um uh that that uh when he was in the shower he said it's all just ones and zeros uh and then after uh, in the middle of a battle he said they're not getting better but i am and like that is the fucking game like yeah. they aren't getting better you but isn't are. part of that tweet no, that he died you, immediately no, after? No, it's true though, right? That's what makes these games fucking good is you are playing a fight and nothing changes except it's been 90 minutes and you learned it. You're getting better. Yeah. You can do the jack-off motion all you want, Rob, but it's the same reason you play Battlefield. You don't get better at that game because the points go up. You get better at that game because eventually that shitty sniper rifle with the one to two time scope, you get headshots with it. That's who wins those games. And Sekiro is a an action RPG that lets you feel like that yeah. in a series that traditionally has undercut that for me because the way I feel like I'm getting better is I put more points into poise because I put more points into attack damage. Right. I don't have that option here. You yeah. know, like I, maybe I can go fight a side boss. I don't want to. I don't want to sell those. What those games? No, me either. Because that's. It's I not, love those games. I just want to say like. I just, but I just want to like be clear, like especially if you aren't familiar with the games, it is not the case that you can just dump points into stats in Souls games. Like, cool. No, like, you're so OP that you swing a sword and the the demon goes down. Well, except that you do need to do that unless you're one of these elite players who does a a like no, naked run, a yeah. no a no skill, a no soul points run, right? Like some players can do that. I will never be that player yeah. in those games. In Sekiro, I can imagine getting there are fights I can imagine getting through genuinely without taking damage, mm-hmm. with a raw version of Sekiro that never uses a prayer bead, that never raises any stats, maybe attack damage, right? Like maybe I still want those attack boosts. But I never just need to pump my HP, which is what I've had to do in, in the Souls and Bloodborne games. Like, yeah. So, like, that is... And also, the other thing that happens is sometimes the bosses then do get better, and they're like, fuck you, actually, I do have some other shit up my sleeve. <laughs> and I love that feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I, is that where we're at? Do we want to I, wrap back around once more people get deeper in? Because there are moments yeah. coming up for all of you that are just, I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited for the, you well, the, the, the one last thing I'd say is that because, uh, yes, cheesing is can be harmful to you learning the lessons the game is trying to impart and you'll get called out for it later. At the same time, there are moments where like, 
I've done this plenty of times where it's like, I've got most, like, this is it. This is the run on the boss fight. Now is the time to bring out the firecrackers yes, and yeah, stun yeah, him yeah. into the, to an animation seven times yep. in a row so I can just finish it. Yep. So it is not the case that cheesing equals cheating. No, yeah. It is merely the case that there are, to- there, there are times where cheesing can be harmful to your understanding that you'll, that you'll pay for later. But that is absolutely the case that, like, using the sugars to boost your attack power and using a firework are like you tinkering along the margins to like put a fight in, in the wind column. But so there are yeah. times when that stuff is actually ninja. like Those are practical. still tools. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm a, and right. o- honestly, honestly, I think that the cheesing is still like symbolic of being an, or, or, uh, um, uh, like an effective expression of being a ninja anyway because <laughs> yeah. if you're a ninja you're going to you're going to take this fight however totally. you can there was a moment in the very last fight where like i was doing the thing of like i don't want to spend any resources so i got to the end of the game and it was like i'm not grinding at all anymore i'm not gaining uh, resources anymore because I'm not mm-hmm. playing through new levels. I'm just going around and fighting bosses, which means all of the spirit emblems I'd saved up, all my extra heat, my like consumable healing items, not just the gourd, obviously, but the mm-hmm. consumable ones, all my buffs, I'm slowly working through them because I'm using them in fights. I get to the final boss, I'm like, I only have a handful of shit left, like 20 emblems left or whatever total. I don't want to use it until I know the fight. And I'm deep into the final like death blow uh, for the final boss. And I'm, like, working on him, and I realize, like, oh, shit, I'm going to win. I can pull out all the stops. And I drop a firecracker for the first time in the fight, and he's like, oh, shit, my eyes or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you forgot I'm a ninja. You forgot. <laughs> I'm going to make you pay for it. And it felt great. And so, yeah, use that stuff. I, yeah, and also, yeah. I don't I, – for what it's worth, like, I think I've talked a big game about how I haven't wanted to cheese these bosses, and it feels rewarding to learn them. I'm never going to judge someone else who's like, I want to get through this game because I'm going to boot up Cheat Engine. Fucking use Cheat Engine. Like, straight up cheat. What's I don't, Cheat Engine? That's a thing on PCs that lets you just straight up fuck around with, like, values in the game so you could have infinite life or so that you oh, could have, damn. like, as many spirit emblems as yeah, you want. Yeah, play the story mode. Play, yeah, for real. Like, I wish these games shipped with that. I still do. Like, despite being the person who wouldn't play those, yeah. I still wish that there was a box you could check that's like, let me walk around these environments let me watch these cutscenes. Let me fight these bosses in in whatever way I, I want to. Not only because I think that that is just like a thing that just make the resurrection infinite. Just make is it what infinite. That should do. That's so easy to do it. Just make that happen. Just let that happen. I would take so that. then it still is. Then you're actually not upsetting the balance of the game, right? Like it's this game has an easy out for like yeah. a way it could do it, where it's just just let it just let just me let do you it. keep coming back, and it's just. I would play that. It's fine. 100%. Totally. Like, it, um, like the Super Meat Boy model of just like you die, you're back in, you're immediately back in you're just trying again and again and again. A lot of people would, would who right now feel like they couldn't do it, they wouldn't be able to do it, would at least be able to like try it out and feel like they were making some progress. Mm-hmm. And like they were like and, – and for me, that's a win-win. And also it's like not even to talk about accessibility issues like in the, in the mm-hmm. capital A sense. Mm-hmm. Like I – I love these games. I love the challenge they provide. I don't want them to not provide that for me. But I also know that my experience isn't the only experience. And there's so many people who I love who want to play these games but are put off by their difficulty. It's like Mm -hmm. I hope that in the future at some point they they try to integrate some of that stuff directly and just like make it a thing that is just right there. Someone should just make that a mod on the PC version. That seems like a thing someone could do. I'm going to write that story and pressure someone into doing that. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Use your power responsibly. We should take a break Mm -hmm. and we should wrap back around to talk about some more video games. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back. And Kato, Rob, you and I played, uh, y'all and I played uh, the opposite of Sekiro, I think, the most (laughs) calm like, I mean, there's still combat in it, but we did a lot of just like wandering through the woods. Yeah. That sounds so nice. Taking like, a nice stroll. Taking a nice stroll, picking up, looking through backpacks, finding sniper rifles. <laughs> uh, uh, we were playing some Generation Zero, which is the latest from Avalanche, developers of uh, the Just Cause series, uh, of Hunter the Call. Is that what that game is called, Rob? Yeah, I think most people are probably familiar with uh, The Hunter. Uh, okay. which sort of precedes this latest edition, but that's when it sort of got all its attention. Uh, and I actually think that's probably the best forerunner of this game in a lot of ways. Interesting. Uh, so The Hunter was kind of an oddity in that when it came out, it was a hunting game with lots of tracking prey, uh, looking for signs of disturbance in the grass, uh, finding like deer pellets uh, somewhere, listening to their call. And the weird thing is it was all like... It was a beautiful recreation of the experience of being out in nature. Right. And also you were encouraged to really engage with that nature because you would want to keep an ear open for, uh, you know, the sound of an animal call or disturbance in the in the underbrush. But if that was not your tea, if it was too slow paced or the or just the idea of hunting woodland creatures did not appeal to you, uh, I can understand how you'd be a little frustrated with the hunter because it was so very slow paced and because it all centered on, you know, lining up that you know, two hundred yard shot on that buck. Um, and so I, I understand, like I certainly felt it at the time. Wouldn't it be cool if it was the hunter? But there were maybe a little more kinetic action involved, right. like still that vibe. But also maybe something more like hunting the most dangerous game or hunting, uh, you know, killer robots, as the case may be. And I think that's what Generation Zero is. Like, like really playing that game feels to me like somebody made a version of the Hunter and then seeded the world Mm -hmm. uh, with... Killer big dogs. Yeah, with killer big dogs, <laughs> killer robots. Not big dogs big like dog. the brand. Big dogs like right. the brand of robots. The Boston killer Dynamics robot. robot. Right. Yeah. Someone right. replaced right. the big dogs in that game with big dogs. The big dog from, <laughs> from the, the yeah. big dog t-shirts. Uh-huh. Um, hey, fella, if you can't run with the Max. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sleep with the rest. The Rex. The Rex. The Rex. It's yeah. right there. There it is. There it is. Wow, you got it. Whew. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we had like a pretty good time. We played for a couple of hours. Yeah, uh, it is. So I think the first thing is just like it's worth knowing. It was a forty. Is it forty dollars? Is that right? Um, it's a little janky. The reason I bring this up, it is more than a little janky. I've I have our experience was like fairly positive, but I keep seeing other people's videos and streams and reports that it's just like 
rough. Like we, I say it's ours was fine. We all crashed out. Yeah. We all had like weird bugs around loot showing up or not showing up. Yeah. We all had like a bunch of stuff at the edges. Um, but some other people are having straight up game breaking type stuff where like they can't get across a key story bridge. Like there's just an invisible wall has spawned in and they can't cross it. <laughs> oh no. Stuff like that. Or maybe it's just another mystery of this world you haven't mm. unraveled. True, true. We did end up getting around those crashes because we were playing as a group, right? It kind of felt like we were daisy chaining our session. So I was the first host. We crashed out, but we'd all completed objectives with me as host. And so we were all roughly still at the same place in the game. So we just changed hosts, rejoined, and we were able to continue. If we'd been playing solo or with just one other person or or we just got unlucky with like how – yeah. Uh, then I can imagine that would have been really frustrating because replaying this game, there's not a lot to this. And yeah, so if we had to like like backtrack a, to a huge we, degree, Revan just repeat one quest. Right. We had to backtrack even just, yeah, that one quest was even kind of a pain in the ass. So let me do the setup. It was like, what is this game? So it takes place in the 1980s in Sweden. You're a bunch of teens who've been out camping. And when you while you were out camping, the world caught fire. Uh, it has like a wild text scroll us yeah. uh, at the top where it's like fucking Sweden fucked up during World War II. <laughs> they took too many uh, – they appeased Hitler too much. They were, tried to stay neutral and they paid for it. And in the long run, that caused them to rethink what their defense commitments were and what they were ready to do because they were so afraid of being stomped on by Germany that they ended up not you know, uh, strongly fighting against the Nazis. Never again. Right. And I think this is partially why there are guns everywhere is part of the, is part of the fiction. This is true. And also. why we can just use them perfectly. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Totally. I, does Sweden have mandatory military? Uh, uh, I world think on? so. Rob's yeah, nodding. I Rob would know. Um, and so there's that. But there's also I think it's probably also going to be tied to what's up with these fucking robots is my suspicion. We'll yeah. see. Because when you get back from your camping trip, which you don't play, it's just like you were out camping when you heard explosions and then you came home. You don't get to build no, a fire. You don't get to build a fire. Mm-hmm. I wish this game. I straight up do wish that this game had more like survival sim aspects mm-hmm. to yeah. it. Like a lot. It would help a lot. Um, you come home and you're in your house and you like everyone's gone. Everyone's gone all throughout the the islands you're you're on, and you're seeing the like you're listening to the the uh, tape recorder messages. It's also 1980, right? Or is it is it exactly 80 or is it like 83 or something? Anyway, it's the 80s. 80s. They're leaning hard into like it is the 80s. Uh, Stranger Things nostalgia style vibes, um, synth synth wave playing like yeah. low ominous tech noir style synth, um, and uh, you know, eventually you see a big dog. You see a big, like, robot dog type thing. Uh, and it has a Gatling gun, <laughs> and it tries to fuck you yep. up. Uh, and then there's more of them, uh, and you're trying to piece together the mystery. You're kind of exploring this big open world, ideally with some friends. It does a thing that's really neat, which is there's lots of, like, um, especially coming from something like The Division or even, like, the, the Ubisoft style of open world game where it's like, here's a point on your map. Go check it out. One of the first quests we got was we found an overturned car, and as Rob, you found this while we were off doing something else, and you were like, I think we should investigate this hunter thing, because there was a, you found a a hunter's car that had crashed. How did you know it was a hunter's car? Does it say in the quest log, like, this is clearly the car of a hunter? Yeah, I think it's that it refers to a hunting lodge nearby, the guy's cabin. Right. Uh, nearby. But it doesn't put that uh, on the map. A little Easter egg, a little shout out to their previous Ooh, game, the, hunt- the Hunter. 
Right. And you're like, well, maybe he'll have a rifle at his house for your loot because he's a hunter. He's not just like going to have a nine mil, right? He's going to have or whatever the pistols are because they're not even nine mils. They're like three, two sevens or something. Uh, He's like, okay, we're going to find it. And we like open up the map. And I expected to be like, go here to the hunter's lodge. And it didn't. Instead, it was just a map. Yeah. Uh, It had places we'd already been marked. It had some fast travel points that we'd unlocked. But it didn't say where the hunter's lodge was. Now – in the log. In the log, <laughs> it did say the name of a place, and there's a place on the map that has a similar name. We did not put that together necessarily <laughs> no. right away. We eventually did. We found it. We got a cool rifle. Like, But that sort of stuff continues. So, like, I played a little bit past where we are. We eventually got, like, through a bunch of early stuff, cleared out some, like, farmlands, mm-hmm. um, cleared out, like, a little dock area. We found these. What do you mean by clearing out? There are robots. And these robots are dangerous. They have are the robots guns. good? No. No, they're bad. They're bad. Well, there was one that was just I'm hanging out. <laughs> what one was hanging out? Was there a hanging out little, one? Little, little baby one. The one that you shot. No, dude, that jumped at us and exploded. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, 100%. There was one. I walked around the corner. Yeah, I, I vividly down. remember this because it Yeah, but it, when it me. jumped at us, it, was, it jumped at me before I pulled the trigger. No way. Yeah, 100% On did. my screen, it was stock no, 100%, still, and yeah, you oh, just shot it. No, no, no. It ran at me. And jump. I literally thought oh, you just killed no, it. that one. Yeah, I killed that one. That one I killed. That one I oh, fucking wow. killed. Wow. Uh huh. Look at that. That was like Bob. Look at that. Yeah. Just like yeah. Bob. Yeah. The, but but the <laughs> other one the other charged ones. me, yeah, jumped, yes. and exploded. Yeah. Totally. So so I was in my rights. <laughs> Two days care. later, Austin has rehearsed his statement to the point where he, he can convincingly uh, <laughs> tell a version where he was like, you know, there's this robot. It came charging, came charging at me. At I had me. no choice. <laughs> I have no a, bunker. A, a little robot. A I have little? no idea what you're talking about. Uh, no, never Did heard not of it. Look- <laughs> yeah, don't know her. Um, the so you clear the map because it's like okay, we have to advance a little bit. Loot this mm-hmm. place. These robots are here. Does the robots- everyone get a rifle? Yes, so loot is instance for the player. Okay, So cool. it's not like one rifle, but what does happen sometimes is Rob and Cotta will go into a fucking shed, and there'll be a long box there, and they open it up, and they get fucking Uzis, and I open it up, and I get a silencer for an Uzi. Like, great, I got a gift to give one of them. Thanks. Because there was like That's random- called teamwork. It is. Yeah. I was happy to give them it, because it sounds dope, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's like a great, like, 80s action movie Uzi silencer sound. Um, so they are slightly- the there is some randomization. Are, okay. There's yeah. also some parts that are not randomized. So like the hunter's gun right. is just literally in the environment as a rifle. Because that's like a quest thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I you want to be able to get a, a rifle. There's loot rarity and stuff because like that rifle was a worn rifle versus a dilapidated, dilapidated, dilapidated rifle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it was like dilapidated, worn. I don't know what's above worn. You suggested slightly used. I, I just said, yeah, like slightly used, like well new. Loved. <laughs> well loved. Yeah. That's a lot of, this character, this rifle has a lot of character, you know? Um, and so Cosmetic you, damage only. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's like a cool mystery element to it of the, like, where did everyone go? Because you go to the, the bunker nearby and no one's in the bunker. You kind of find recordings of people evacuating, but like you go to where they are supposedly evacuated to and no one's there. Um, I played a little bit past where we played, and I got to a moment where it was like – we played to a point where it, it said, hey, figure out where the civil defense you – know, go find the leaders of the civil defense force in this town so that you can see where they took people. Um, but it again doesn't mark stuff on your map. It, what it does is say 
you go in the log and it says people's names. It says their addresses and it says like their phone numbers. And I don't think that the addresses or phone numbers matter, but their names do because you can find mailboxes in the towns that will have their names on it. And then when you go there, when you get close enough to the house, it then marks it and says, hey, this is the house. But like there's a dozen, 15 houses in this town. So it's a lot of like, okay, is this the fucking place? And also it kind of doesn't matter because you're going to want to loot everything because that's the type of game it is. I'm going to go through all these houses. But it was still cool to walk up to each mailbox and be like, is this the Gaines residence? Okay, this is the Gaines residence. Go inside, find the maps or whatever. Um, We've had like a really decent time with it, I think. Yeah. Rob, would you play more of this? Yeah, I mean, I was hoping we'd pick up from where we left off, but now you're so much farther ahead that I'm I don't not know. that much I farther like ahead. Be obliging you to come so, back to the bunker. What would happen? <laughs> what would happen if y'all? So I should join their game. Is the thing. So if I, the way the progress thing works is, if they join my game, they'll start where you are. They'll start where I am, but none of that quest stuff will fall back into their progress. Gotcha. Because they will be skipping the or side stuff would anything that they picked up with me would count. I think. Any new quest that they were there for when I was there would count. But when we join your game, the thing we're not going to get, and this is where it gets clunky, we're not going to get your quest log copied over to us, which is why it's frustrating. Like, if somebody crashes out of the session, just Mm -hmm. as everyone picks up a quest, uh, if you rejoin that session, you don't have that quest. You have to go, you, you know, you have to rejoin and get to that quest dispensing location. Right. Um, So that's, you have to really make sure you're all on the same. Like basically, like the literal page of your logbook to make or sure that the that you're going most advanced progress. player is going backwards, right? And yeah. it's just like, I'm just gonna help out until they catch up, which is what I'm happy to right. do. I'm not that yeah. far ahead. I'm like literally one objective ahead because I was like, oh, how does this work? Right. Have you yeah. found a different enemy type? Yes. So immediately, okay, thank God. I'm, like, literally immediately, okay. there are flying like sensor drone enemies um, that will make this blaring noise and uh, you can no. shoot off their alarm. Thing. So that's the other thing. It's Horizon Zero Dawn esque in that. Enemies are made up of component parts, and destroying components is different things. In the early game, that's just like, ah, I'm going to shoot this thing until it blows up. But the you can knock guns off. You can knock, you know, uh, uh, random other components off. I also found, like, an upgraded version of the big dogs that are all mm. black instead of all yellow. And they fucked me all the way up. Uh-huh. And that's when I stopped playing the game. <laughs> I, I will say, like, so the early, even the early enemy, uh, it's interesting because they're pretty weak until they're not is the yeah. funny thing like uh so just to give you an example austin and i both encountered the first one and we're sort of we were just both getting into this game so we encountered the first one like a couple minutes apart from each other and for me it turned into this terrifying uh like pursuit because i whiffed my first shot right and this thing starts just laying down like gatling gunfire and the other thing is you can open up a little distance on it and it'll sort of sit stand still for a moment but once it acquires you and you get a little alert on your screen that like it is tracking you and it turns red when basically it has your location these things can pounce like they can really haul ass and charge right up on you and close distance in ways you just probably haven't expected uh whereas austin's first encounter he just hit the like without even really i think even identifying what you were supposed to be aiming for you just sort of popped the uh you know gas tank on top and it exploded and you're like these things are easy yeah and they are except if you don't land that shot and then more of them arrive and then it can get pretty hectic there's something about the way we're talking about this game which i think sells it wrong or it doesn't sell it wrong we're doing the thing we do in the games press and that we're trained to do which is like what are the enemies like what is the gunplay like talk Mm -hmm. about the loot but the experience of playing this game with y'all was walking through the woods 
Yeah. And like occasionally be like, what's in that house? Let's go check out that house. Or like, look at this cool signage in Sweden. Like, I really want to play more with you because that town we're in has like a hot dog shop in it and like a grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. And there's lots of great signage, which is like one of my favorite things in video games is alternate like fake brands and fake yeah. signage. Yeah. Uh, this game has a ton of it. There's lots of like walking around people's empty houses and be like, look at the stereo system. <laughs> look at these fake bands. There is a there is a, a relaxed quality to this game when you're playing it with friends or at least mm-hmm. when we played it, where it is not the sort of hyperactive division-style post-apocalyptic game. It's not even the Fallout 76-style co-op, like, what what perk points are you going to get? I mean, you do level up in this game. There is a, there is There are skill trees and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, it, there are moments where we're just like, wow, this is really pretty. Look at these old World War II bunkers up like, against the seawall. Like at a certain point, it started raining. And yeah, normally the, like in, in like great. the division, it'd be like, oh no, visibility, bad, mm-hmm. I can't. And this one, it didn't really have that effect. It was more like the sound was actually really great and calming. Yeah. And then there was this rolling thunder that was just like <sighs> so like, they, they like aced that like, uh, that whole well, the, in feel of just like being in uh, a very rural area with like you know mm-hmm. apart from just like the fact that there's nobody there also like you know being away from civilization I had a great moment where um, it reminded me of the first episodes of the Battlestar Galactica series uh, where do you remember when they're on Caprica and the bombs are still falling on the cities and some survivors have fled into the fields, but in the distance you you keep seeing like all these uh, you know bomb flashes as mm, like cities are being yeah, vaporized right. by nukes. Uh, there was this cool moment where I sort of like burst through uh, a row of trees on this bluff overlooking uh, this this long beach, and you know it's this beautiful. Uh, vista laid out before me, but in the distance across the water, you saw all these like upward uh, reflected flashes off the clouds of there being some kind of distant explosions. Uh, and it was kind of a cool, it was a cool beat. It was, it was yeah. hauntingly beautiful, uh, but also like deeply menacing at the same time. And yeah. that's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think the division games, at their best, I think this is what appeals to me about them. They can, from time to time, evoke the sensation of what a cool world this would be to explore, just to see some of the shit, just to see sort of their vision of like a broken down, uh, you know, blizzard entombed New York City. Yeah. But and they're and they're designed to be these sort of casual experiences where you can shoot the shit and talk and and play something that's not too demanding for the most part. Uh, but. I think the division is so hyperactive about giving you new loot and giving you new stimulus and always making sure there's buttons you have to press and inventory things you have to swap. Uh, this game doesn't really fuss with very much of that, and so it does become a, a very uh, you know sensual game as opposed to systemic. Yeah. Yeah, this totally. really rad. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really great way to, to think about it. I, I'm, I want to play more of it, which is not... I had like a pretty mild showing of it at E3 where I was like, uh, I, I couldn't get over the Simon Stallenhog thing. Um, people should look up Simon Stallenhog, uh, S-T-A-L-E-N-H-A-G. Uh, we actually did an interview with him uh, last year. Jack yeah. DeKeat did a great interview with Simon um, uh, towards the end of the year. I think that was sort of the end of the year. I don't know what time is anymore. Uh, who does this? Who does this, this great kind of speculative science fiction near future art? Uh, a whole bunch of different series. 
Things like Tales, Tales from the Loop, Tales from the Flood. Uh, Tales from the Loop is also a fantastic tabletop role-playing game. Uh, and this game is Generation Zero's original art, like, drop. Their, like, concept art was so much in the Stalinhog model of, like, teens and giant robots in Sweden with this kind of combination of this very um, uh, kind of home like warm aesthetic of 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 the familiar uh it, like he's very much playing the space of the uncanny right of mm-hmm. of like here is the familiar place and here is something strange inside of it mm-hmm. um but he never it never slips all the way to mm, sometimes it slips all the way to horror but most of the time it doesn't and the original generation zero art was like they are just biting this fucking style and then i saw the game and was like well this is a game about shooting robots this isn't quite what stalin hog is doing but the ironic thing is I think in coming back around to it the game is very much the Stalin Hog game it very yeah. much is Tales from the Loop moving through these these familiar places looking at the looking through all of the ephemera of day-to-day stuff listening to you know tape recorded messages also we didn't even talk about the 80s fucking fashion in this game holy shit you make a character <laughs> at the beginning of this game and you can pick you pick you know gender you pick uh, uh, what skin you have, what race you like, what race you ha- you are, basically. But also, you pick both um, like a character type and then a sub style of that character type for starting gear. And those are things like nerd, jock, greaser. Yes. Uh, <laughs> pr- like not prep, but like popular. Yeah. Metalhead. Um, Metalhead. Yeah. Punk. This is good. Yeah. And it's all the most. It's just the most. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rob, what did you end up I settling w- with? Oh gosh! Uh, well, not the uh, paramilitary. Oh my god! Uh, there's just a. F- right. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. There, there was. There, there was super. Uh, you know, a a fascist militia member oh, yeah. that look you could have gone with. Uh, but no, I think I ended up going with. Um, Did you go? Nerd? I think I ended up being the rebel. Oh, there's the rebel, uh, but yeah, right, with right, right. the not leather jacket. I think it went more with the canvas jacket. Mm-hmm. But the way I would put this is. You can't create yourself in this game. You aren't creating your character. It's a limited character creator. What you are creating is which extra in a 1980s teen movie <laughs> yep. do you want to be? I think that is who you're creating. Like, are you like a anonymous gang member from the gang on the rough side of the wrong side of the tracks? Uh, <laughs> that like lurks in the background as like the roman- the male romantic lead declares his love for the prep girl. Like that that kind of uh-huh. shit is you know you're you're on your bike in the background while the leader of the pack like revs his engine. That's yeah. like that's this game. Or you can literally be. Jughead Jones, literally. Uh, you know, <laughs> which one was, was it? Was it popular? Was it popular kid? Because he has the Letterman no, jacket. No, Jughead is a weirdo. I know he's a weirdo, but the le- but there's a literally if you pick popular two, face three or something like. It's that. someone who straight up has like the Sprouse face, the famous Sprouse face, and then also has an uh, a Letterman's jacket with an S on it, so yeah. it looks like a it's black a, South, Letterman's a jacket. black Letterman's jacket. Oh, so it would pass as a Southside Serpent's jacket. Yeah. It's so fucking good. <laughs> That's really good. It's really fucking fun. None of us, did you make, is that who you made? No, no, you didn't no. That. I went with the nerd. Um, but then you unlock, <laughs> you do like the division, you end up unlocking a bunch of like, uh, uh, cosmetic loot. So yeah. at this point, my character has, but like, it's not just cosmetic. Apparently, oh, we that's got right. yeah. We started getting stats, and I got a shirt that was 
bullet resistant. Bullet resistant shirt. Uh huh. That's yeah. good. Totally. I got really boots good. on that are anti fire boots yeah. or whatever, anti fall totally. damage. Um, I have. That's the what they wear in the metal scene. I that's don't know true. why y'all are surprised <laughs> by that. And that's why. Like you just got to yeah, harden right. up. That's true. I have the David Bowie like uh, lightning bolt on my face yeah. now. It's sick. Um, different glasses, like all that stuff, is so cool. Like I, I'm all about that sort of cosmetic play in games. I wish, I wish more games. I, I wish Sekiro did. That's like one of my biggest knocks against Sekiro is I'm happy to play this character, but let me put on different looking ninja gear. Right. Give me fashion. Yeah. Sekiro. Give me fashion Sekiro. That's all I want. DLC. Yeah, DLC. Let's do it. Totally. <laughs> so, Generation Zero, surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, a fun thing is my computer stopped responding to me, so I don't have notes in front of me anymore. Does anyone else? Can I read a tweet? Yeah, read a always. Tweet? Please. <clears throat> Who's it? Who, do you want to send it up? No? Sent last. Okay. T- last night, last night, 6.47 p.m. Yeah. March 26, 2019. Yeah. Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been on this earth for a long time, and I've found most people to be kind and good-hearted, which is the reason I don't think... The vote for Donald Trump again. Also, oh. the Ooh. first version of Mist was released in 1993, and I still think it's one of the best video games. And tweet. Put that's one tweet? That's one? One tweet. Yep. What was weird is that Ronan Farrow had been posting about Mist earlier in the day, and how his origin story of being an investigative reporter, he thinks, was oh, Mist. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I know, I know Ronan from my message board days. Uh, this is very funny. Ronan yeah, Farrow, Ronan, who don't know. Ronan was, a, uh, was part of the, before NeoGAF, um, what was the gaming age of forums, uh, he just hung out there. I ran an interview with him when he was a nobody, like where I, I used, was kind of a community manager for gaming age. And so I was like, I'm going to interview like other prominent posters and like asked him about being like a celebrity son and shit like that and so I st- he still we still chat occasionally to this day even though he is now like talented and important which, <laughs> that's nice. so good, funny. good job Ronan take yeah, you down keep, please keep writing please <laughs> really keep shitty important figures but yeah, yeah weird how missed how do I I have a question for people who know how computers work yeah mm-hmm. how do I fix my computer that broke I nothing I do does anything on this computer anymore. Is it dead dead? No, there's, there's I get the login screen and I can't How do I restart a Mac Pro? Yeah, you got to hold that what bu- down. Hold that down. Oh, that's a button. Yeah, it's a button. That's not a, just for your finger. It's I've never touched this before in my life. I've never touched that before. You don't have touch ID enabled? Oh, fucking no. I type a password Wait. like an adult. You can touch ID that computer. I can I touch ID this computer? Yeah. I don't want to do that cuz the cops will make me open it. <laughs> I don't, don't mm. fucking trust police and also don't let them put your finger on things yeah hey speaking of uh... that worked by the way thank you yeah oh it did yeah. cool mm-hmm. speaking of it made my mouse really slow though global domination yeah Google announced oh wow look at that <laughs> what's good Google announced Stadia 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 we didn't talk about this and because... Apple clapped back Love, uh, did they? No, yeah. it was weak. It was weak. It was. It was. They just a did reference. the presentation they were already going to do. They did a right? ref. They made a. What reference. was their reference? Um, it was like you could play and... offline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that. that, was, that. Yeah, was it. <laughs> um, but first, Google Stadia, Patrick. Wow. Yeah, and uh, hand it off. Just like I don't want to do this. Fuck, I'm not senior reporter. That, that's you know Patrick's what? job. That's true. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> tell us about New School On Live. <laughs> 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 
Uh, yeah, Stadia is sort of the lo- was long rumored, like you know, when it, they at least acknowledged that, like, yeah, we were doing this shit, um, which is uh, their cloud-based uh, gaming streaming service. You know, the short version of the promise is like, what if you were watching a trailer for a game on YouTube owned by Google, um, <laughs> and there was a button below that said play now, and then when you hit play now, you know, three to five seconds later, you're just in the game, um, you know, playing a demo or, you know, presumably signing up for a subscription service that Google will eventually offer, and yo, just, like, jump into that game, and, like, that version of the pitch, which they showed theoretically working, like, is super fucking cool, Um, and the idea is that you, you know, will be able to play games as... Uh, sort of like Twitch intensive as a Doom Eternal, which is one of like the few games they announced as uh, this is a thing we're doing and a game that's coming to this platform. And, you know, if you've played the previous Doom, like that is a game that requires like very like fast paced, you know, moving around aiming um, where it's like, hey, if you can do this, it's not quite fighting games, but it does suggest that the technology is theoretically in a place where you could play those games. Um, They didn't announce a price. They didn't announce a release date. They just said... More news in the summer. Um, it'll launch by the end of the year in at least the U.S. Um, and you know that's those are the basic facts of what they're you know doing. They showed some, they announced some theoretically cool things like, hey, uh, they're doing a controller, but you can use your existing controllers. Um, the algorithm is such that if you were to say like I'm stuck on a puzzle, and rather than pulling up a video and scrubbing for it, the algorithm realizes what you're doing. And it's like, I'm just going to pull up the YouTube video that is just that section, which sounds cool in theory. I have like that deep controller is a fucking whether... cop, IMO. <laughs> like, the controller? The controller has a microphone in it and will yeah, listen to. I, I, I deep, I understand. I got microphones all over my house and they're super useful. Rat me out. But <laughs> it's nice to be able to tell my, my kitchen to just play some music and set alarms. But I get it. I get it. I get it, but I got I I'm I'm cool with it. I've made I've made my peace with those microphones. Here's the thing that oh go ahead, Rob. No, it's fine. I no, Rob. No, 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 Rob. Yeah, don't worry, Rob's He already made his point what, silently. Was, wait, what was his point? A deep. Hey, Rob, my, my, I'm okay with the microphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, here's my thing. Your phone has a microphone. I know. Yeah. I know. I hate it. But. Not by gaming, okay? Not games. <laughs> not not one gamers. Of your last okay? pure area. Gaming. <laughs> um, God. Here's my question. I would go to the last place not tainted by capitalism. <laughs> games. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm sorry to report. Oh, wow. oh, I beep, 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 beep. I just got a message. Gaming has been tainted. Sorry to report. <laughs> Damn. Um, here's my thing. Net neutrality is dead. <laughs> How will we be able to stream a gajillion gajillion I don't know how streaming works, but how will this work? Data caps well, sure. are a so thing. Net, net neutrality necessarily wouldn't impact the, the issue you're talking about. Net neutrality is where like, they would prioritize certain services over another, right? Like a Netflix or a yeah, studio. But now, that's if, possible, well, right? It, yeah. I mean, the effect it would have is that you yeah. will have to pay a specific like subscription to gaming. And who knows if that has a data cap yeah, or no. not. The ISPs are going to screw you on this deal if it ever takes it takes off. Absolutely. Like, hands yeah. down, they're going to be like, yep. we're capping you. Hey, do you want the gaming blast yeah. package? Here, we'll yeah. hook you up. But Never here's the other thing. Even, net, 
Go Even ahead. if net neutrality was in place and were working perfectly, the problem is I don't see any way just on the like physical infrastructure in this country, even if the rules were enforced and pure and completely neutral about what kind of data was being carried over the wires, the wires are not big enough. They do not carry enough data. There are not oh, enough of them. Excuse me, they're tubes? I hate that. <laughs> data well, tubes? No, we're not doing oh, this. Oh, no. Wait, she doesn't know. <laughs> it's fine. What are you talking it's, about? Uh, it's My okay. data is going through a tube? If I said, Natalie, if I told you that the internet was a series of tubes, does that mean anything to you? No. (laughs) Okay. We're in a new age. Wow. Yeah. Again, I'm happy about this. It's good. Things should die. Yeah. Wait, who died? (laughs) Me right now. (laughs) Well, net neutrality died. Yeah. It was empty and all the devils are here. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Ted Steve, oh, okay, we're not gonna. Uh, so Just, we don't know. We don't have time. for We this. don't have time for it. Stadia. So here's my. So I think I think Rob Rob's point around around infrastructure is probably right for a lot of a lot of America. Certainly, a lot of the Midwest, a lot of rural areas that just straight up do not have high speed internet. And for people who have data caps and whose data caps are coming, many of us are going to have f- firmer data caps quickly. A lot of people probably awesome. have data caps but yes. reali- don't realize but, they have them because you aren't downloading enough to hit like two terabytes yeah. a month or, or whatever but it you, is. You but at the, at the rate well that you'd out. be... Yeah, I, I, I don't have the numbers on, off the top of my head, but basically to do like 1080, 60 frames a second, like over the course of like, let's say an hour, like you would chew through that. Yeah, you like, would. Re- like over like this, like a 40 hour game, like you would chew through that. So like the the, the only solution to that is Google announcing a partnership with Comcast for yeah. the gaming blast package or like, you know, there are the insidious ways this adds up, even if you ignore the infrastructure problems, like- are, are countless um, in which they would nickel and dime you. But then there's the other issue of, and first of all, like, just for reference, it doesn't, it's not even just a rural America. Or no, like it's me. My internet like, fucking sucks, dude. I only have one we option. We have I'm trouble doing York Discord City. video calls out of our yes. office. Like, yes. Like, routinely, we are playing the which server shall we try to use today to get the blurry, pixelated image of Nightmare Austin and Natalie uh, to display correctly <laughs> on our screens. Uh, but the, the other issue is that where, like, in it, like coupled with that infrastructure issue is how local are those like you know machine farms going to be basically like where is your controller input uh, in addition to all the things the microphone is eavesdropping on you uh, where is all that signal being sent to and where is it getting new data back from right because that's where you also start encountering latency uh, and every single thing is going to be trend like you know, ping pong back and forth. How far away is that center going to be uh, where you're trying to play your game? Mm-hmm. The, my issues are like, not even this. Like, I, I think this is part of, I think all of those issues are valuable and are worth talking about at the infrastructural level because I think it, it helps reveal and, and kind of focus in a major problem that we have as a nation, uh, which is that we should have much <laughs> and, better. Which, and they also didn't talk about it. Not at <laughs> like, all. it's not right. even mentioned. They're like, it like... works. It just works. We did a test. It works, which is like, oh, okay, Google. I bet you fucking got a test and it worked. Um, for me, it's like, this is a, big difference, a big change in the way we think about games. A move towards games as service is a different thing. You will not own Sekiro if you have it on Google, whatever. 
you will you will be licensing it as long as their servers are up the same way that all of my Google Plus posts existed for a while and will soon be in the distant past and any relationships I built on that site will not exist anymore. Anything that's like – and I use Google Drive. I use Google Drive all the time. So I'm not saying like you should never engage with this sort of thing. I think it's part of what the world is right now is that like a lot of us use these services. But there is a, a fundamental difference which is about faith that the service will be continued, will be continued to be provided and – the other half of this is right now. Like, here's a great, here's a, an example that it's like super easy to use. Let's say Yakuza Kiwami came out, right? Or not Kiwami, sorry. Uh, uh, judge, judge, judgment, 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 judge eyes, judgment. Uh, judge eyes is what it was. Project Judge Eyes is what oh, it was called okay. in Japan. Yeah. Um, that judgment comes out, and we have it on. Our, you have a physical copy. Uh, if that thing goes out on Google Stadia, and then Sega, and then the charges against the one or PT. Right, PT is a great example. quintessential totally. example of this. You this, will like, lose PT it. You will a, lose it. You will not be able it's to. Go, like it's the PS4 gone. that I have, it like is where it's downloaded. Yes. When that drive fails, I mean, I think I can back it up on a USB, but I, I need to be conscious of like that. It's unlike Steam, where it's like just re-download it. Like Steam, even when games are removed for license right. reason, you can still. And I think this is true of like but even, most things on PSN and XBL. Like you, like. But, like, they can take that away, and then all you can do is the thing that is local. That won't ex- – like, Google's going will to make not their own exist. games. And, in fact, here's it, the like, other thing. Games will stop – to take advantage of what the benefits of this system are, which is you're not tied to a GPU anymore. You're not tied to the, the stuff that a consumer can buy at a consumer level. It is going to be stuff you and I could not download. It's going to be set that's using – that's not client-side at all. That's using an amount of technology that we, you and I would not be able to buy with our regular fucking incomes. Mm-hmm. That's like running on a server stack somewhere, the super you know, enhanced, cutting-edge future tech shit that like is being built in a way that we could not – we literally could not own a local copy to begin with if it's being taken advantage of. Oh, I yeah. see. Right? Like their, their pitch is like the thousand-person the thousand person battle royale, right? Which obviously we wouldn't be playing – you wouldn't be playing that single player anyway. But imagine the thousand-player battle royale that also has AI, right? And it's running that AI on a server that can do that because a server could run that, could run 1,999 other AI characters. Mm-hmm. My computer cannot do that or in this scenario, whatever that thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Cannot do it. And so instead of having the like – instead of developing the – and this is like a very loaded example. But instead of making No Man's Sky, which is a game that does a lot but can be run on a fucking PlayStation because of the way it decided the, – the dev team smartly used the technology available to them. You're going to have games that are like, fuck it. We can just make the universe. Like we can just build – the stuff and just have it there. It's not going to be something that gets built in, you know, where the, the engine fires it up whenever you go on screen. And I'm not saying everybody can do this because I bet you not everyone is going to have access to all of that stuff to begin with. I bet right, it's going to be very expensive in the development phase, phase yeah. to, to, first of all, yeah, to develop locally, but then also to have access to more and more graphical power on the Google side. But like those games are going to be different. Um, and you're not going to be able to have them and store them locally and play them whenever you want and if Google changes, blah, blah, blah. And all of that is so rough for things like uh, archival, for for any sort of game histor- historians, for all of that stuff. It's like that stuff is just could just go away one day. Mm-hmm. And the the undercurrent for all of this t- to me is the same thing that, that, that I felt around – when Kickstarter and crowdfunding start, first started, and I feel a lot around automation and, and you know new technologies and, and new social social technologies also, is like this could rule. Like I am super excited about the types of games this stuff 
uh, that could right. be made with software right. technology. Or the people that could play them. games, right? Well, it's not even just that. It's not even, and the people who could who could play them, right? Like not like you can, can go buy a hundred dollar Chromebook or right. some shitty laptop awesome. and get access to incredible experiences that it's you can literally cannot literally afford. cannot literally cannot afford. Like you can you can play Assassin's Creed on your fucking phone, which you've licensed and are paying fifty dollars a month on or whatever that whatever it ends yeah. up being, right? Or you're you're gone out and you bought a, a shitty Chromebook and it's just running on the Chromebook, right? Like totally exactly. But and the thing that makes it frustrating for me as a radical is we could have that world where it's that, but also it isn't just part of the, the maybe the biggest monopoly running right now, right? Yeah. This is one of those like windows into an alternate world in which the technology could exist. The technology to feed everyone on the planet exists. The technology for everyone on the planet to have access to cutting-edge video games exists. Maybe those two things aren't directly one, priority one, priority two, but it's one of those moments where you're like, we can fucking do anything. We can do anything. Like, we did put a person on the moon. It happened. Mm-hmm. We we are able to run lines under the water that transmit data across the world. Mm-hmm. We're able to do so many amazing things and also the people who benefit for it from it are like the CEO of Google. Yeah. yeah. And it fucking sucks. And like then and like the out the the result of that like if this thing does super well, the material like uh the material result of that is Google grows more. <laughs> Sick, right? And like b- cities where Google is located continue to gentrify. Like the the out the it's so frustrating because I want to root for the technology because I think the technology is interesting and has could have the effect if it was in the right hands of making games more accessible, of making them more interesting. But when it's controlled by a company like Google, like, and get ready for us to fucking run a Google ad probably because I know that's how this shit works. Like, we, not because they're listening, but just because that's how business works and we've run (laughs) Google ads before. uh, It's frustrating that, like, that is the outcome of technological, technological quote-unquote progress in this sense is because it comes from the market, it's going to just feed back into the market. And it's just this great reminder of like what the alternative world could be. I would love for there to be an open dev platform where like people could use this. But that's the other side of it. You could theoretically dev on their hardware, which dev hardware is super expensive. I would love to be able to dev on the cloud, right? <laughs> they um God. like you know, like in and one of the things that is illustrative of Google's perspective on this, they may have I don't know if they've changed this since the announcement, but like, you know, they, the announcement was like at GDC, so obviously it was like you know, sort of consumer player focused, but like a lot of developer stuff um, intermixed with the announcement. And they're like, we want all developers to be on this. And then there's a, here's a page you can go to, to sign up to, you know, start getting early access to whatever they're going to be rolling out so they can start, you know, getting games on the platform if they lead to launch. And it was like, you know, register your, your email. And it was like, cannot has to be at a domain that is like your developer wow. cannot be gmail cannot you know like and they de- like the you know the gatekeeping that's happening there you see how it happens which is like oh they just don't want joe schmo signing up an email and saying like, i'm a developer like the idea is like at gamebiz.com is like oh like you're a real company but like that's just not how game development works and you've already gatekeeped like an enormous amount of people that make incredible games because re- like one of the things I'm like potentially excited for is again it's a theoretical world where it works out in a, in, a, in a nicer way like independent developers getting access to like large audiences where they can play like platform agnostic is like could be really exciting for all sorts of smaller teams looking to get wider audiences that don't necessarily own traditional gaming platforms but would have interest you know beyond a small scope but it's like when you're Sign up sheet excludes those people. It gives you a sense of like who are they actually after. Yeah. 
they're saying everyone, but what they really mean is Ubisoft. The people who are in the front of front row, literally you know, in the front row. from <laughs> yeah. Ubisoft, like clapping, which fine. Like I like a lot of Ubisoft games. The Assassin's Creed stream test was neat, but you know, like don't forget, like the rhetoric is, you know, and then the rules they put in place are more illustrative of what's actually happening. That's a really. Not to segue on accident, but that's actually really interesting given what Apple marketed their thing as. Get like their their whole uh, streaming, like uh, not streaming, but subscription service being as like our market is fucked up because people who make like interesting games that are for paid aren't getting seen or bought or downloaded. Yeah, that's because of you, Apple. Right. Anyway, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, what this was is the way they were. Yeah. yeah. Can you so break down what their pitch was? Uh, in the App Store, there will be a new thing called Apple Arcade, and uh, it is subscription-based. They haven't announced pricing yet. Um, it's supposed to come later this year, and basically it uh, will give you access to download any, like, uh, not any, but, like, a selection of, like, curated uh uh, games that you don't have to pay for that traditionally what you would have had to pay for the examples they had uh, were like uh, Donut uh, County they had um, I think they mentioned Monument Valley, Valley. Yeah. Monument Valley uh, the classic sort of noun place like yeah. all of those all, yeah, of, the... all of the noun plus place <laughs> uh-huh. um, and so one thing that really caught my eye about this um, or that caught my attention rather because I wouldn't say it was particularly a positive thing but they said that the developers were would be compensated based on amount of time played so depending on how much time a player spent playing a dev's game that's how much they would get paid or that's what would correlate to what they get bad um, Start to imagine how quickly would you change your game design if that is the right. metric by which you yeah. are the making thing, money. The exactly. story I'm looking at says that like the teams behind Monument Valley, Alto's Adventure, and Florence are on board. Florence is like a 30 minute long game. Yep. And that, I bet it wasn't cheap to make in like right. the because it's a very high quality game with lots of you know original animation yeah. and like yeah, I bet that took a lot of money to build. They're like. Uh, their their model for paying devs c- runs counter to the actual games that are being made that they're supposedly trying to help. <laughs> yeah, right they're now. shorter games by design. Yeah, because you get in and get out through a story experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe you know, hopefully the like nitty gritty of that works works itself out. Like I, I, low confidence. Yeah. In, in yeah. that and or maybe like something you know or it doesn't you know, and the, it's one more thing Apple did tried with games that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, we'll see. Some of the other uh, things that uh, are notable about this is that it's uh, like the Google thing. You can jump from iPhone to iPad to living room, like on Apple TV and, and on your Mac as well. Um, like Kato said earlier, you can play offline. So that was kind of the nudge that I I noticed to I Google guess, yeah. um, where... 
you know, you don't have to be have like the high speed internet to. I mean, you'll have to have good internet to download them in the first place. Otherwise, you're waiting hours. Right, but, and they can't be. Obviously, it's not games that are online. Right, like, exactly. One of the big reasons I end up not playing very many gotcha games is, be, even though I I would actually play more, is I I am on a subway often enough where yeah. like yeah. I cannot. Yeah. Play them underground because I don't have the internet. And it yeah. would be the spot too, right? Yeah, it Just like the spot. It's, it's a it's a Which is one hand. Yeah, um, I get why it's like that. It, but yeah. you also uh, one account can um, serve up to six family members. Um, Welcome to the Waypoint family. Everyone <laughs> on this call. Yeah, and then um, also uh, they the Apple um, the whole Apple keynote had a lot of things to say about privacy. And uh, they were pitching this sort of like in-device learning. So the game, like the the algorithm, will recommend you games that it thinks you will like, but it's not. But it's the it's located on your device, so it's not located in like your data isn't like leaving your device to go to a cloud to be algorithm. Yeah, it doesn't ping a server. It's like right. it all happens huh. locally on the okay. device, which is true yeah. of like a lot of Apple's yes. privacy stuff, which yeah. is actually really good. Yeah, they uh, they also said that that would apply to their um, uh, new. Uh, news service it's called apple news plus it's like a subscription based um uh like news uh, uh addendum to the the news app in which you can get subscriptions to magazines and things like the la times and washington uh yeah uh, or no no the wall street journal and shit yeah, like that the washington Post. although you only end up getting access to the bits they want to give you because the wall street journal subscription is like 500 dollars a year yeah. <laughs> and it's like how am i paying 120 bucks to get access to wall street journal well because you're not you're getting like a curated version mm. of the publication yeah, it's so expensive so anyway it's fucked <laughs> that these games are designed for short experiences. And mm-hmm. like when you just said that, Patrick, about like people ch- like changing, that's like n- only natural. The fact that people would want to change the way that their games are played in order to get more game time because that's how you're going to get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that said. Apple is funding Platinum Games to make a mobile game, and I would, would like to play that game. Okay. <laughs> so, like, huh. like these like short version of this is like you'll probably be able to buy these games. Not like I don't think they said they're exclusive to the service. It's just they'll be in the service in the same way that right. they're exclusive game Pass, to Apple. You know, yeah, they're exclusive to Apple. Games, but like, yeah. um, you know, like short term, but like is maybe the only net positive is like they have an infinite amount of money and like. If Apple Arcade is a failure that disappears, like a lot of, you know, initiatives like this, you know, a year or two from now, you know, I'll take a bunch of cool people getting a bunch of Apple money to make something potentially interesting. I would say that's the other thing is like they are paying devs to build games and then in some cases also then paying them based on time played. Right. I will say I'm reading the story from The Verge uh, and I misread part of it and I was like, super excited for a half a second. Um, it does say, as is from Andrew Webster at The Verge, uh, we do know that Apple will be, uh, sorry, we'll, we'll be able to uh, lure big names like Final Fantasy Mastermind, uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi, Sakaguchi and SimCity creator Will Wright. And my mind is like, they're going to work on a game together. I'm going to get like <laughs> Sakaguchi <laughs> SimCity. And that sounded dope for like, uh, and then I reread it and I was like, no, they're just two different things. But if they did do like a Final Final Fantasy. I know Sakaguchi isn't on Final Fantasy anymore, but if they did do yeah. like Fantasy SimCity, I would be so here for it. 
I know there's types of games exist. I've played yeah. them, but like that game that he's working on one. for the Apple Arcade seems really rad. Which one? It's Sakaguchi or Will Wright? Sakaguchi. He's uh, they're they're building like real life material dioramas, mm. and then um, taking like a bajillion photos of them to make them into levels, and then uh, like putting sort of uh, virtual avatars on top of them. Cool. Sounds neat to yeah, me. Awesome. Any other thoughts on these various platforms? Um, don't get the Apple credit card. Sounds bad. Wait, what's why is there an Apple credit card? They because announced an Apple credit has been. It's called so the Apple Card. We, the Apple Card. You wanna guess what bank they okay, partnered take a, with? Take take a wild guess as to what bank they partnered with. Is there like a pun involved? No. No. Is it's it a just bad bank? What's the I don't know. It's who? just the most app uh Goldman Sachs. Oh, is it for real, Goldman Sachs? Yeah. Yeah. It's their first consumer thing. I would have never guessed it because it would be exactly. like, why would they ever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to. There was a time in this country where companies couldn't do everything. It was literally against the law. It was literally against the law for a company to own either all of one thing or everything in the pipeline that they're a part of. Why do we? What is happening? <laughs> Look, <laughs> Apple just decided that in uh, I know this isn't we're new. pivoting to services, and in the service we want is to profit off of people's debt. Yeah, it's just That's a great. new service that Apple is offering, <laughs> where it's like we're hope because the, the end game of a card is you want people yeah. in, in debt. debt. That's yep. the only yep. way you make money. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Anyway. Can I read? They bragged about low interest rates. Go read the interest rates on that card. Fuck you. Those are not low. Yeah, oh I spoke God. to what are, a what money. Are they? I spoke to a money person. They're like the typical. Oh, go ahead, Natalie. Um, so you get three. So they have cash back, which you get every single day, and it goes to your like Apple Cash app or whatever the fuck, and you get three uh, percent so for purchases made um, directly to, on like Apple products and Apple stores. You get two percent for uh, using your like virt- Apple Pay card, and then they also made a titanium credit card Shut with up. your name with etched y- into it. No numbers though. Is Billy involved? Wasn't that the Firefest yeah. guy scam? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. I swear yep. to God, Did I he swear fucking to God. get into Apple. Uh, <laughs> they, th- these these were these rewards are like there's a whole culture of like. Like credit card reward, like maximization. Yeah. But like the thing is, with these reward focused cards, they offer the rewards because if you're able to pay them off every month, they can be useful. Like there's there's a reason to there's like legitimate reasons to have seven eight credit cards if you're like balancing between them and how they like operate with one another. Like I have friends that do this and like it's. It seems like a Wild hobby. To watch. I, it's like it is. It is a couponing. hobby. It is, it's like people that also exploit like miles and stuff like that. This is all like part of that kind of culture. But the Apple card, similar to all of these reward cards, like also like like we just got like a Target card because you get five percent off every purchase at Target. Right. But here's the thing: if you don't pay off that payment every month, like the interest rate jumps to some like twenty five percent. Holy so yeah, shit. the APR is on this car- 13, 13, uh, 24. To twenty four twenty four. Twenty four percent. They're Are built you this way. You're like me? they want you to go in debt, miss a payment, yeah. and then the, the interest rate spikes to the point that you can't pay off the debt because it's 
Yeah, so, so fuck those cards. Up. Or if you mm. get them, you gotta be off the careful. The rewards can be really good, but you uh, you could those that could get slippery real fast. And so don't brag about low fucking interest rates when actually you just want people to go into debt and yeah. you can scrape off. Also, your apparently the Apple physical card will not be contactless. It's like what you do this. This is the thing you do. You make contactless payment systems. Well, but then you have your phone. So why would you need it? Wait, I'm confused. They said that there was going to be no fees. No fees. fees are different from than interest. APR. Interest yeah. is how they make money. Hmm. It's different. That's right. how they. And, and that's financial jargon that is meant to provoke that exactly yep. that reaction. Yeah. Wow. No <laughs> fees. Natalie. That's, in, the, that's free money. It's but it says sucks. it represents all the things Apple stands for, like simplicity, transparency, and privacy. <laughs> and it sucks things that Apple there's going to be Apple so many. For. So many people are going to get caught up into it because of the way that they marketed the app that goes along with the well, system where it shows you this is how much you should pay off in order to not accrue interest, uh, etc. But no one's going to actually use it in a way like they want you to get it. Yeah. Like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. They have. Yeah, like, that could theoretically be useful, but it's just like it comes across as a cynical ploy yeah. to disguise yep. what the end game is, which is. To make money off debt. Yeah. Can I play anyway, you something before we how do wrap we get, up? We, hmm. Yeah. M- more Mia Farrow tweets? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ready? Here. Wait. Let me unplug my computer. All right. Let's see if this works. Needs to be louder. It's as loud. You don't hear that? By the way, this signal is completely breaking up for me. No. Um. I'm going to link this to Kato. Kato's going to play it for you. Okay. Because I found, thanks to a user, the truth about what a T-Rex sounds like. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's not the truth, but it's up theory. Uh, it's... I'm going to read this letter. Oh, I think Miles I saw Earth. something about this. All right, so you were you missed our last conversation, I think, Patrick, about the honking, mm-hmm. the dinosaurs oh, yes. Unfortunately, honk. you were not there. Mm-hmm. So this comes in from Miles, who says... I refuse to believe. Yeah, me too. Hey, well, unless you... No, you didn't. You were pro-honking. Don't go back on your word. Okay. <laughs> wow. Austin playing both sides. Always, yeah. always, always. Huh. You gotta, listen, you gotta... Out, out here saying you know, how many people are on the podcast? But, uh, do I need to be... Do I need to play it straight? Do I need to be the wild card? Uh-huh, you gotta change uh-huh. roles out here. You gotta be a switch. Always keep hey, guessing. Waypoint. You were talking this week about dinosaurs honking like geese instead of roaring. I thought you might be interested in another piece of recent research which suggests T-Rexes actually cooed like giant doves using the closed mouth no. vocalizations of similar birds and reptiles as a reference point paleontologists surmise that the t-rex could have emitted a sound so low that it was less heard than literally felt in your bones as infrasonic vibrations honestly it's terrifying that sounds scary <laughs> as shit. here's an article on the theory in a youtube clip of the reconstructed t-rex called the reason you couldn't hear it is it was like Okay, uh, next Jurassic Park, 4D. What's the fourth dimension? Bones. Time. Bones? Oh. <laughs> they, I mean, they, ha- they, they have, have those. those right? yeah, like, they have those, like, uh, the 4D experience. Yeah. They yeah. spit water at you. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Or but just, like, the chairs. What are the chairs called? The, those are those I've are been in one of those roller coaster chairs. I saw Spider-Man 4D. Homecoming in one of those roller coaster chairs. It was not... Ideal. I, I was saw flipping around. The Mad place. Max Fury yeah. Road in one. Oh, that sounds more fun. There's a specific name, and I'm the fact that I don't remember is bad. There's um, like a brand name for them. Uh, that's not just forty X something. Is there an X involved? There's almost There's certainly always an, X. an X involved. Anyway, anyway, play this fucking sound. Play the sound, Kato. What did you send it to me? Yeah, it's in podcast. Oh, it's in podcast. I'm not in these calls anymore. <laughs> 
No, but you can just send it to me. Mm. Turn it off because it's low. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Uh-huh. Yo. That's a T-Rex in your bones. I can't oh, hear God. it. Click, click through the video. Click and turn it. All right, I'll just, oh, okay. Yeah, you oh, have to just, okay. right. we don't have to be synced. You just have to oh, know. Oh, my God. Ew. Terrified. I'm terrified. so scared. Yeah, this has caused a natural flight, or flight response. I want to leave. My face is flush red right <laughs> I now. I need to go. It's here. Oh, my God. I feel like <laughs> my anxiety is rising. They should make a new dino crisis. Capcom. Make a new Dino Crisis. Make it real. Oh my God! Chase me with this T Rex. <sighs> crash in the crash in the D box. The thing about this D box. It's called D-box. the thing about this is you probably wouldn't hear the sound. You would just feel it. <laughs> Can you even imagine? I hate it. You're just walking around and just your bones tingle. Hate it's it. happening now. Like hearing this in these headphones <laughs> is making my knees tingle. Like yeah, the bones my, of my legs are shaking. My ribs are I stopped like. It. I stopped oh, it. I stopped it. I stopped it. Raven, Raven Davino, also in the YouTube comments. I can't hear anything, but I think my dog can because he is currently in a panic. Oh, oh no! My God, it's so <sighs> scary. That is not okay. God. Uh, <sighs> IMO, that uh is scarier than honking. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this on to put my daughter to sleep. You train are... her. Play the yeah. T Rex noise. Train oh, yeah. her. That's Play right. The T-Rex noises. When she's gonna grow up to be the dino hunter. When the dinosaurs come back, which they will because Google will bring them back, <laughs> she will be the one. They just they, said recently I was just that, say. Like, they actually think that we're like Shut I mean the perpetual fuck up. headline every five years is that they think that we're like on the verge of the next couple of years being able to to do that shit. Yeah. So. Don't doesn't if, anyone if I live through that? I've thought about technologies that I wanna see happen in my time. Jetpacks, like automated cars. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Take me to a goddamn dino museum. Put the heart attack in me. We done. <laughs> We're God. going out, boys. We had another question in from from, from <laughs> Brenton who says, uh, "One of the you hopefully fun question. What is one song that you would be fine never listening to again?" Uh, that's fucking sound we just listened yep. to. That's yeah. my answer. <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's Same. the only one that matters to but me. But now that I've heard it. You want to hear it know. again, don't you? I'm like kind of. I know. Mm. Well, that's Wait, just, is the, oh. are those like s- songs that are now problematic over time that you're like, ah, I can't do that. No, anymore. the example that Brenton gave was like um, Viet- seeing Vietnam War movies has made it so that he doesn't ever want to hear uh, "Fortunate Son" ever again. Uh, like I've heard it to death; it's lost all of its its punch. Oh, I was gonna be like Weezer's uh, El Scorcho. El, oh, Yo, yeah. that's a fucked yeah, up song dude. in retrospect. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that album has that whole vibe. Yeah, Butterfly. Yeah, like, there's dude. a lot of things where it's like, I need to make my own Pinkerton that is just like, mm, mm-hmm. take out mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of those songs. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Um, I'm trying to think of the actual example, though. Yeah, I would just cancel um, people. Um, wow. I think. True, true. What's up? Kyle? Not. Not not the song on its own, but in things. I don't want to hear uh, fucking Christ. I'm gonna. Hi, I don't actually know music very well. This is Jimi Hendrix song. What about like Watch uh, the Watchtower? All on the Watchtower. All, all, all on the Watchtower. watchtower. Yeah. Like that's been in so many things. I don't want to hear it in a thing. It's still a good song outside mm-hmm. of that context, but. Um, yeah, like Flight of the Valkyries, the Vietnam thing is, yeah, I could definitely see that too. Like, I, I don't need to hear that song. Does not create tension for me anymore <laughs> or excitement. I, like, I don't want to hear. Da, 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 the fucking uh, 500 Days of Summer song. Keep going. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck that song. That song can leave. The Garden State soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Just all of it? Just every Anything song. Anything that has to do with a manic pixie the sh- something. The shins got ruined for me because of Garden State. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that's fair. That's fair. I The one that I've classically said is another different 500 Days of Summer song. Which, which one? Is that Matt and Kim song, uh, Daylight. Oh, uh, which you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. If you look up Austin Walker Daylight, I promise you will not be disappointed on the internet um, because I've made I've made this case before. Uh, but the other one, the one that the thing that's like real is the canceled culture thing, which is just like fuck off R. Kelly. Yeah, like, I was the, my first really thing I was gonna the, say the was most, ignition remix. Is ignition remix. That's exactly where my head went. Yeah. It was like, uh, like I never want to hear that song and again. It will always be everywhere because yeah. it is so popular that yeah. it's like and it's it's I get why it's popular. I understand why people want to listen to that song. Find another song that makes you feel that same way. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. You have to find it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be ingrained in our pop culture. That is no. a farce. The, like if you already if you already don't know about the internet being made of tubes, you don't need to know. Or the next generation doesn't need to know about the the remix to Ignition, even if it was at one. Don't point. play it for your kids. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Let it die. Rob. Rob, do you have one? Uh, yeah. I mean, I had to restart my recording, by the way. So yeah, we got sync. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll be fine. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, Hallelujah was a great song. Yeah, it is a great song. Can't be used again. It has no like. It has been used in too many fucking things. Doesn't matter what version, what cover. It does not matter. Yeah. Uh, the like, it just cannot be used in a uh in in a work anymore. You're saying that SNL bit after the 2016 election wasn't deeply (laughs) affecting to you, Rob? (laughs) What? On earth was that? That was the you weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. Oh, okay, I thought no. you somehow didn't know what I was talking. No, about. No, no, I know exactly I what don't. you're talking about. I don't. You don't. Was it I Catherine don't. McKinnon, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Kate, Kate. Kate. She can sell almost everything, and she almost she even got that. me on that one. But then she you had to think about it for a second. You had like you oh, thought yeah. about it for one second. You were like, she sells it in the moment. I remember yes. watching them being like. Huh. All right, yeah. and then afterwards the spell drops, and you're like, "Whoa! Like, what do we just do here?" Is this <laughs> the election suit. week cold open? Yeah, no. Where she's at the piano. No. Is it yes. not the that's cold? the one where she and Alec Baldwin go on a magical tour through New York and heal the country by showing <laughs> fake Hillary Clinton and fake Donald Trump uh, being friends and hugging people in Times Square, and uh, it's like no, no, nauseating garbage. No, no, this is her garbage. at a piano. This one's at a piano. No, it is. That is what All I'm right. talking about. Okay, I'll look it up. The Hollywood. I hate it. Yeah. Ugh. Literally, we before they'd done that bit though, where where yes. like they're doing a fake debate and then. Uh, Alec Baldwin Trump turns to uh, McKinnon Hillary and it's like I just can't do it anymore I don't want to be mean anymore I want to and then they run out and, the, and I think daylight starts to play and no. they run out <laughs> into, uh, it's basically a Matt and Kim video it's yeah. basically a Matt yeah. and Kim video uh-huh. uh, wow. with them like meeting tourists in Times Square and everyone's like oh it's it's uh, imagine this like Hillary and Donald are friends and everything's fine and then a week later uh, the election happens and what a nightmare I think it typifies the uh, sort of hollow politics of this era of SNL. I hate. I Damn. hate. That should be a waypoint sometime. Yeah. SNL. The Colin, bad the Colin SNL bits. Era. Just S- SNL humor in the Trump era, which is like one of the more disappointing 
If not, anyway. Uh, it's it's, it's we, disappointing. It's two hours. We are. It's disappointing and also entirely predictable in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah, do it for us. You can find me on the internet at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you? Natalie. At Natalie Watson. Cotto. At A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klumpik. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. I don't know why I said all your name, but I only did the first <laughs> names of everybody else. I like saying your whole name. It's a good name. You have a first last name type of vibe. Yeah, you do. Rob Zachney. That's right. Our reporter in the field, Rob Zachney. Uh, we are going to be at PAX <laughs> in just a couple of days. If you're, When you're hearing this, we'll be there. We will be there. Well, we'll be on a bus, maybe. Yeah. But then we'll be there. Then we'll be on a bus there. on the way there. Yeah. Saturday, 1.30, Dragonfly Theater, twitch.tv slash waypoint. You can watch our, our panel. We're going to do the, mar- <laughs> the Mark of Mastery exam for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. It's going to be... Sounds and video, just do wait. Uh, Both surprises, yeah. Oh, there's surprises. Uh huh. I'm afraid <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm excused. Oh, from people, this, right? some people have asked. There will be a few Kingdom Hearts three spoilers. You just be, mm. I, I'm trying to. I mean, how many questions are you putting together? A few. But what's I'll, that? Is that five? Is it twenty? I just feel like it, it will will end up. Accidentally talking, like even if there's gonna be a lot of people, we will try. There. We will try our yeah, yeah. We'll figure we it out. We'll let you know before we'll if out. there's gonna be Kingdom Hearts three spoilers. Like there won't. It's it's more like it's less like things might get said because mm-hmm. we already did that podcast. Cannot be unsaid. And like I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. We better. <laughs> May your hearts be your minds. That's it. May your hearts be your minds. That's what Yen said. said. Mr. Merlin (laughs) said it himself. May your hearts be your minds. That's going to do it for us. Shout outs to Bohan for letting us use the track Miss You of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. If you're going to be in Boston, say hey. Um, Hey. Hey. I hate the end. That's it. I hate can I get an outro from anyone? Hey. <laughs> Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey. Hey. Sonic. No one knows that because no one's played the bad Sonic games that I've watched all of. But there's one in which a dude goes, hey, Sonic, over and over again. It's this little character. It's the fucking worst. It's like his version of... um, the Zelda. Uh, hey, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of her. <laughs> hey. 
but it's like Navi. a little listen. Na- yeah, Navi. Yeah. Hey, Austin. Hey, Rob. Listen. Hey, Austin. Yeah. Or Natalie. What? Either of you. I need another clap. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the back right, end because right, right. Rob disconnected. Time, yeah. time, quick, quick time. Dot is. Time dot is. Two claps. Time dot is. Yep. Two claps today. Uh, 12? Yep. There we go. Cool. All right. Thank you. Cool. See you guys in a couple See ya. I, you want to pick a time? Yep. Let's do 33. Hell yeah. All right. It's just like the OA. I need to, my mom brought that up to me last night. She was like, are you watching the OA? And I was like, no, but my friend Patrick just I think it, just I can't tell. It. <laughs> it's yeah, hate uh-huh. watch is the wrong word, but it is a man. That would be a no. I, someone, <laughs> everyone would hate it if I made that a waypoint. But that almost makes me want to do it. That show yeah. ends with a. Uh-huh. Did you watch it, Kato? No, I said I was just gonna say you know follow oh. your bliss. Oh, it's. <laughs> I just want to spoil the end of the first season because <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. Ready? Yes, sure. I'm done looking at Slack now. <laughs> I hate that. That's Too something many. I'm like I'm looking well, at. We're gonna Slack. lead with Slack. Don't worry. Oh, we're okay. gonna get ready. Slack. Okay. No slacking off. 